Hello and welcome to A Smashing Theory, the ultimate prediction podcast for Super Smash Bros. and other video games. I'm Daniel. And I'm Sean. And hey everybody, uh, before we get started on a bunch of reactions and predictions, uh, we here at A Smashing Theory would just like to be uh, just 100% unambiguous and say that Black Lives Matter. Yes, they do. Uh, trans women are real women. Absolutely. And uh, uh, our orange prune man is is horrible and terrifying oh man it took me a second to figure out what you were talking about (laughs) yes yeah uh yeah these these are all positions that the both of us hold quite strongly uh and we are yeah uh, as you said you know we're we're unambiguous in our support for marginalized groups and our opposition to those who would marginalize them yeah exactly and to make that even more explicit uh, we we stand against police brutality. Yes, we empathize with the rioters. Uh, and um, God, J.K. Rowling sucks. Yeah, and uh, and so does uh, the president of the United States. Agreed on all counts. Yeah. So uh, yeah. Um, you know, I I don't think anyone that has been listening to us uh. I don't think that was a mystery to anyone that's been listening to us regularly. Right, I can't imagine that anyone would be particularly surprised. Yeah, but I, I think it still warrants saying, sure. you know? I, I think making that solidarity clear. Uh, I, yeah, I just wanted to do that. But uh, but the rest of the episode is here. <laughs> uh, but we've we've got some, some stuff to talk about uh, this week. Uh... We we took a little time off because uh, it felt like there was more important stuff to talk about. Yeah. Um. And there there still is. Mm-hmm. Like it's still going on. Yes. Uh. And, you know, um. I think we shouldn't stop paying attention to that stuff. I think it's important to keep being active and and uh and being present for that kind of thing. But there is some fun video game stuff to talk about too. And yes. the, and this is a podcast where we talk about fun video game stuff. So let's talk about it. Let's talk about it. Um, we, uh, we don't have any corrections from the last episode because, yeah. we, <laughs> because we were so diligent in that episode. Oh, we are diligent in that episode. <laughs> correction for the next episode. Sean's a dick. <laughs> That's not a correction. <laughs> um, and, uh, and yeah, we don't really have any like Smash or Nintendo news, although I feel like it's coming. Mm-hmm. I I feel like the the second half of the month coming up, there'll there'll be I feel like at least one neat Nintendo announcement mm-hmm. and and we're going to get some Smash news one way or the other. Yeah. Like uh like that arms reveal, they're either going to show us the arms reveal and give us that character or they're going to explain why the arms reveal is delayed. <laughs> I mean, we all know why if it does happen, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but yeah, some some pretty there was a pretty newsworthy thing that happened this past week, which was That's the, fair to say, which is the reveal of the PS5 and several games coming out for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and also later this episode, we will talk about the New Game Plus Expo, which is going to be a a collection of announcements and presentations mm-hmm. from a bunch of like B and C list 
developers and publishers that I think has a potential to be really cool. Right. So we'll be doing some predictions about that. But first, uh, before we look into the future, let's uh, look at the recent past and talk about the PS5 reveal. All right, chronology man. That's me. I'm the Seamaster. <laughs> yeah. So... So, uh, so within the past couple episodes, we made a lot of predictions for kind of announcements that we thought would happen over the summer, and we thought that Sony would reveal the PS5, mm-hmm. or at least, like, show some PS5-like games and stuff. So we made some predictions about that, so let's go over that before we talk about the PS4 presentation, PS5 presentation <laughs> proper. And, right. of course, we'll, we'll talk in kind of the immediate present about how those uh, predictions and stuff panned out. Sure. So... Uh, first, some predictions we made that, uh, just, you know, uh, some predictions we made regarding stuff that did not show up. Mm -hmm. Uh, we predicted that, uh, you, Sean, predicted that we'd get God of War 2. Like, uh, we'd get, like, uh, like, I kind of expounded on that even. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, maybe it'll be, like, an Atreus story, because I don't fucking know what happens in God of War 1. (laughs) Like, maybe that kid dies, but, but maybe, maybe Kratos dies and the kid survives. I yeah I haven't finished that game. Uh, I haven't even started that game, but I watched some of some of my fiance uh, play that game. Right. She hasn't finished it either, so no. who knows what happens? But uh, but yeah, a God of War two would be neat. Um, that but it did not wasn't neat. yeah that did not show up at all. I predicted accurately that Ape Escape four would not be there. <laughs> yeah, but I mean that's like saying I don't know. They're not going to make a game about sentient watermelons. Of course they're not. <laughs> Look, I... It would not have been out of character for me to be blinded by my hope. Okay, that's fair. Uh, for Ape Escape. I think and... I'm, I'm just more often blinded by my hope than you are by yours. Hmm. You're, you're a cautious... You're a more cautious predictor than me. I, thank you. Yeah. Yeah, I'll, I'll take that. Um... Sean, another predict- speaking of hopes, you <laughs> predicted uh that Street Fighter 6 would get announced here. Right. Um and well, I act- I actually thought that was a very good prediction. Funnily enough, I'm not really hoping for that. Like I think Street <laughs> Fighter's fine, but you know. Uh, I'd be hoping for that. Yeah, that's fair. Uh how uh not only did it not show up in between us making that prediction and this episode happening, uh Capcom announced that Street Fighter V is getting more DLC characters. Wow! Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah right. They're they're doing a a last season of uh of post launch characters, uh, with five. Uh, they're they're calling it season V or whatever because uh, there's yeah. there's going to be five more characters. Usually they do six, but this uh, last season's going to have five more. Um, and uh. And that that's pretty much all they've announced, but it'll happen over over this next year, basically. You know, like, this isn't at all surprising based on their respective histories, but isn't it wild that, like, when we first moved to Chicago, uh, Injustice 1 was the NetherRealm game, and then Street Fighter Five that came out, like, within a year or two of us moving here, right? It came out in 2016. Like, really? Okay. Yeah, so we had been living here for, like, three years already. But still, in that span of time, you know, we did, <laughs> like, NetherRealm's over there doing, like, uh, MKX, Injustice 2, MK11, and then 
Capcom does Street Fighter Five. Yeah, like the just the difference in kind of development philosophies is really interesting. To that me. that is really interesting. Yeah, that's very true. Um, adding five characters to Street Fighter Five will make the final roster forty five characters. Big boy roster, which is uh one more than the final roster of Street <laughs> Fighter Four, which had forty four characters. Right. Uh, I I really appreciate that. Uh, that is ending with forty five. That is mm-hmm. ending with just a little more than the sure than the last game. Um, I I I think that's nice. I was kind of I I feel like if it didn't end with more characters than Street Fighter Four ended with, it would feel it would feel like less complete of a game. Sure, you know, even though it's very complete of a game now. You know, they really mm-hmm. did they really did finally put a lot into it. Yes, uh, even though it had a bit of a troubled launch. Yeah, and unfortunately, first impressions matter. First impressions matter so much. It did not pull a lot of copies after that initial blunder. Right. Um, do Do you have any guesses uh, for characters that are going to be in the last wave of Street Fighter Five DLC? This is <clears throat> This is harder for me than it is for you because yeah. I don't know Street Fighter as well. But uh, Makoto, I think I think Makoto is almost a lock. Okay, nice. Yeah, uh, yeah, because Makoto got first place in that popularity contest right. ran by Capcom a few <laughs> years ago. Yeah, I actually thought that Makoto might be in like last year's, like in season four, mm-hmm. but she wasn't, and I feel like she's going to be in season five instead. Cool. Um, what about you? I think uh, Makoto. Mm-hmm. I think there will be uh, one, at least one Shoto character. Okay. Uh. Shoto character meaning a character that plays like Ryu. Yeah. Um, Fireball, uh, spinning kick, uppercut. Yeah. And uh, I could see it being either Sean or Dan. Nice. (laughs) Said Dan to Sean. (laughs) Hey. 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 Yeah, but I think it could either be Sean, uh, Laura Matsuda's younger brother, and also, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, a a, a boy that's in Street Fighter 3. Or I could see it being... um, Dan, of course. Sure. Uh, I I actually think that Sean's a little more likely than Dan, which breaks my heart because Dan mm-hmm. Dan is my favorite. Yeah, but you got the Laura Matsuda connection, you know. Yeah. Like, so I I see what you mean. Yeah. Um, I think uh, some characters that have kind of been like hanging out in the game mm-hmm. as like as kind of like non playable like story characters. Yeah. Include uh Oro. Uh, like the the hermit from Street Fighter Three. I was just thinking, like, I bet there'll be a weird Street Fighter Three character. Yeah, you know, someone like Oro. Yeah. Um. Uh, Crimson Viper. Oh yeah, right. Yeah, she's popular. She's yeah, she's popular, uh-huh. and she's not in five yet. Uh, Abel. Right. Um. And uh. And there's there's been a weird amount of like uh of cameos and stuff from uh, Sodom. Uh, from Street Fighter Alpha, the, okay. the the guy in like weird samurai gear, but he's actually just like an America boo under there. Uh-huh. Okay. Well, he's he's an American man that's a weeaboo. Like, right, yeah. right, right. Uh, just totally into like samurai stuff. Okay. Um, I could see some, but not all of those characters being being amongst the uh, the final pack. Cool. And uh, and then I think one brand new character that's never been playable in the game before. Okay. I'm hoping for uh, for it to be Rashid's Butler. <laughs> that would be. Great. I, I think his name's Azam. Okay. 
Yeah, but Azam's like this this old man who has a friendship with Zangief because he's like a retired wrestler oh, himself. That's great. Yeah. So he could have the grapples. Yeah, I, I think he could be like the grappler of the season. Fei Long isn't in there, is he? Fuck. You know what? Um, Fei Long, T Hawk, and DJ are all absent so far. Wow. Um, and I think you're right. There, I I think maybe one of those characters will will kind of show up for this for this last leg. Mm-hmm. Um, my guess would be Fei Long out of those three. Yeah, I think that um. He's the least offensive out of the three of them. I agree. Yeah. Like, I, I like T-Hawk and his kind of, like, tomahawk slam dunk, you know, throw. Yeah. But there's problems with his representation. Yeah. And then also DJ. Yeah. No, um... Yeah, D- DJ, like... <laughs> like, it's funny, like, when Street Fighter Four came out, they kind of just stayed faithful to their original designs mm-hmm. of T-Hawk and DJ. And, uh... Yeah, there's... They're they're both still a bit racist design wise. Yeah. One one thing that's kind of nice is that a lot of a lot of the Street Fighter Five characters uh, got redesigns to like for example I think I think Street Fighter Five Balrog is the least racist version of Balrog uh, that we've seen. Yeah, yeah, I'd agree with that. Yeah. Yes. Um, but you know, may, maybe even with Balrog, they're not a hundred percent of the way there yet. <laughs> yeah. That's uh. True. So yeah, I I could see T Hawk and DJ just setting this one out. Mm-hmm. Maybe maybe in Street Fighter Six they will show up with like vastly redesigned, maybe even with like input from the communities that they're lazily representing. You know, that'd be cool. Yeah, <laughs> I was thinking about. Uh, I don't remember if we talked about this on the podcast or not, but like Night Night Wolf. Yeah, uh, in Mortal Kombat. At one point, you kind of said the same thing. Like maybe they'll talk to tribal leaders and see, you know. Yeah, I I didn't uh, I didn't ever follow up on that research wise. Uh, yeah, I like as far as I know, they didn't. Uh, or at least <laughs> they didn't say that they didn't. And my thinking was that, you know, maybe they did, or they were concerned that if they did, uh, they would just say you should not use this character at all. <laughs> yeah, like there is no way that this character can be redeemed. <laughs> we don't want this kind of representation in this kind of game. Right. So, so yeah, I, I just wonder if maybe the same thing would happen with street fighter. Yeah, maybe who, who knows? Because like, on the other hand, like I thought that that could happen for Nightwolf because, uh, the reboot of killer instinct that came out for the Xbox mm-hmm. one, uh, the character chief thunder, right. Right. Uh, just, very bad representation of of Native Americans. Yeah. Uh, in in Killer Instinct one and two. Yeah, in Killer Instinct one and two. Uh, so then for for the Killer Instinct reboot, they actually, you know, they they talked to those communities for for Killer Instinct and gave him a very cool, very tasteful redesign. Yes. Uh, that you know, that is where we know is was more approved by right. by the by at least a community of of native americans like, yeah yeah that yeah. was uh i i love uh thunder's design in that game yeah he's also one of the coolest characters in my opinion oh yeah you know, his moveset's great yeah that's yeah. Kind of divorced from his design so like you know nether realm and and capcom could be making similar efforts but mm-hmm. they they won't because yeah. they're nether realm and capcom and i mean you know as we know uh nether realm stays quiet about things that might be perceived as controversial uh, to their detriment. <laughs> yeah. In my opinion. Good opinion. Thank you. Um, yeah, so 
I, I, I think you're right that Fei Long will be in there somewhere, though, because, I mean, yeah, it's 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 Bruce Lee, you know, right. he's got Rekka's and, like... I was gonna say, yeah, people like him, he's flashy, yeah. he's, he's a cool... I mean, he was cool in Street Fighter 2, and there are some dorky characters in that game, so he, that's impressive. Yeah, and I think they could really give him... Like his V triggers could like be filled with Bruce Lee references, you know. Oh, they could yeah. really, really lean in on his Bruce Lee ness with the new mechanics that are in Street Fighter Five. That's true. Yeah, yeah. Pull out some nunchucks. Yeah. Ooh. Nunchaku. You know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. That could be cool. My favorite Bruce Lee fight scene of all time. I wish I could remember what movie it's in. He takes on an entire dojo of like karate practitioners. Um, and midway through he whips out the nunchucks and it's just like people charging at him and then like with one blow you know he takes them out just over and over and over again it's very well done that that sounds cool yeah Yeah. need to watch more bruce lee stuff uh you know it's like it's very like um i like i think that jackie chan and the people that came after him kind of perfected uh fighting in martial arts films yeah so there's a sense in which a lot of bruce lee stuff feels kind of dated compared to more modern stuff in terms of the choreography okay but a lot of it's really fun to watch nice um you know i I definitely encourage anybody to check out bruce lee's body of work it's uh it's it's good entertainment cool i thought you were just gonna say everyone should check out bruce lee's body (laughs) well i mean (laughs) all right so uh on t- on top of uh, Street Fighter Six not getting announced at this PS5 presentation, no fighting games were showcased at the PS5 event at all. Yeah, that was sad. Yeah, like, uh, <laughs> there were a lot. I follow a lot of people on, in the FGC on Twitter, uh, and a lot of them were speculating about like, what's the fighting game going to be that gets announced? Is yeah. it gonna be this is going to be that. There was a weird amount of traction for like, there's going to be a new bloody roar. And I don't really know how that started, but huh. people were into it. People were into that idea. Uh, but instead, uh, nothing happened. Yeah, nothing at all. Like, you know, it didn't occur to me to predict a fighting game that'd be there. Mm-hmm. Uh, because, yeah, you you think they would want to represent like every like mainstream like genre. You right. Know? Like, yeah, you'd think it'd just go without saying that there would be some new fighting game. Yeah. But, uh... If I were to think along those lines, I might have predicted that Marvel vs. Capcom 4 would show up here as like a PS5 yeah, launch game. That makes sense. But nothing. Nothing? Nothing. Yeah. Weird. Weird. Kind That's of, sad. Yeah, weird and sad. Kind of a letdown. I mean, if Xbox Series X, you know, if they do like a showcase and there's fighting games in there, that's going to make me think about which console I'm going to get. Yeah, although I bet if, even if there's fighting games in an Xbox Series X presentation, unless it's being developed by one of the companies that Microsoft has acquired, mm-hmm. I bet that fighting game will be multi-platform and you can get it on PS4 anyway. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I, uh... Like, uh, Iron Galaxy's been pretty open about, like, yeah, we're not working on Killer Instinct 2, um, mm. but it'd still be neat to see some kind of exclusive that they had. Yeah, that would be neat. Um, also, tangentially, we we did talk about the possibility of, of like, there being a, a revisitation of PlayStation All-Stars, right? Right. And I thought that it would not happen at this event, and it didn't, so yeah. there's there's at least a point in our favor there. Sure. Um, Moving into stuff that we did get right, or right-ish. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> when we were predicting all the summer stuff, 
we predicted that there would be updates on Deathloop and Ghostwire Tokyo, two Bethesda games. Right. We predicted this for a Bethesda event <laughs> that we thought would happen this summer. Yeah. But instead, they both showed up during the PlayStation 5 That's event. That's true. Yeah. Uh, a big old trailer for Deathloop where they kind of uh, showed the vibe and tone of that game. Mm-hmm. Deathloop is a very, uh, it's a first person shooter that kind of riffs off of like black exploitation films right. a lot. Kind of has that kind of energy to mm-hmm. it. Seems seems pretty neat. Yeah, I'd say so. It's it's not really my thing, I don't think. Yeah. But I can see why it would appeal to a lot of people. Yeah. Um not I should say because it's like got black exploitation energy, but just because I'm I'm just generally not into kind of I don't know, first person shooters made by Bethesda. Right. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, and they also showed uh Ghostwire Tokyo. Mm-hmm. Uh where we got to see that game's kind of gameplay and aesthetic for the first time. Yes. And the aesthetic of that game is really cool. Yeah, I, I um did we know that it was going to be like a first person game before now or was I, this the reveal of that? I don't know. Okay, cuz I wasn't expecting it to be. Yeah. I thought it was going to be like a third person kind of atmospheric thing. Yeah. And instead it's very like I thought it looked really cool. Yeah. Um but it's very much kind of like this first person action vehicle where you're like flinging spells around. Yeah. Um yeah, I'm I'm into it, but it definitely was was uh very different from what I'd been imagining. Yeah. It it seems really it seems really neat and I I love kind of the it's like it takes a lot of visuals from kind of like Japanese horror, mm-hmm. but then also kind of mixes in like kind of these like, uh, kind of these cyberpunk aesthetic things. Yeah, like almost like Matrix style glitchy stuff. Yeah, yeah. Seems seems really neat. Uh, re- really like how that all looks visually. I'm just going to pretend that Ikumi Nakamura was responsible for everything that I liked about that trailer. <laughs> I mean, on. I mean, maybe she was. <laughs> right. Yeah. Uh, Sean, mm-hmm. uh, you predicted that there would be a new IP, um, at the show, and I said, yeah, definitely, like, because new new generations are kind of when we uh are when big companies like to make new IPs. Yeah. You know, they like to throw throw new stuff out there to see what sticks and mm-hmm. what they can kind of commit to for the rest of the generation. Yeah. Uh, and we did get some new IP. Um, there are a lot of uh, there are a lot of brand new franchises shown by various indie vehicles. Mm-hmm. So rather than focus on that, uh, there were two games that were new IPs from like bigger studios. Yeah. Uh, the first being Pragmata from Capcom. Right. Uh, which uh, which basically just had this really trippy like cinematic trailer. Yeah, I I think you made this observation when you were watching it. It was the Death Stranding esque. Yes. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, like just kind of a man in a spacesuit, like in the middle of like a city, and then like this little girl, like just follows a robot cat around, and then mm-hmm. suddenly they like fly into space, and they're standing on the moon. Right, and he's like trying to rescue her as as they're kind of soaring up into the atmosphere. Yeah, and uh, and yeah, it seems seems weird. 
Yeah, like I'm I'm intrigued, but I also want to see what the gameplay is. Yeah, exactly, because we saw absolutely no gameplay, which ironically is also the Death Stranding experience. Yeah, <laughs> but Capcom hasn't really done a new IP in a good while, mm-hmm. so I'm really interested to see what what the deal is there. And particularly, I think this feels quite um, adventurous for a new Capcom IP. Yeah, uh, yeah, definitely like outside of Capcom's usual comfort zone. I wonder who's heading it up. Yeah. Like if it's somebody internally from Capcom that we know, or if it's some new person that's come in. That's a good question. I wonder if there's an answer to that that's available to the public yet. Well, you're going to find out. Am I ever. <laughs> um, Wikipedia article doesn't say who the lead designer is or anything. Okay. Um, But yeah, it's not coming out till 2022. So we got some time. And they're not going to show us gameplay until 2021. Right. So, yeah. So we'll have some time to mull that over. I wouldn't be 100% surprised if it if it was this generation's deep down. Mm. At the uh, at the beginning of the PS4 generation, like before the PS4 came out, Capcom showed gameplay of this game called Deep Down that, uh, that looked very much like kind of an evolution of uh of dragons of the dragon's dogma concept right right but then uh but then we never saw any deep down <laughs> gameplay and then uh and then the game just got quietly canceled after like 4 years right uh i can see that happening with pragmata also but... sure yeah i think if if anything at the show is going to have that happen to it you know that's that's a good pick yeah 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 Another new IP shown was Project Athia. Oh yeah, this is the Square Enix one, right? Yeah, yeah Square yeah. Enix showed off this new game called Project Athia, made by Luminous Productions, which is a new studio they built. Mm-hmm. Uh, Do we know if that's like uh, if that's like Eastern Square Enix or Western Square Enix? Lum- Luminous Production is a subsidiary of Square Enix mm-hmm. uh, that is basically made up of employees that worked on final fantasy 15 oh that's interesting yeah because i watched that and i thought like i bet the laura croft guys are on this <laughs> like, yeah that's nah. the impression i got yeah no nah, it's um it is a japanese team okay and, uh and yeah they it's it's made up of it's basically the final fantasy 15 team like repurposed and hmm. and like fleshed out more and yeah, their aim is to create new AAA video games for a global audience. So Project Athia is going to be their first attempt uh-huh. at that. Well, I hope that uh, the game is kind of more cohesive and feels more finished than Final Fantasy XV uh, did. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I haven't played, I've played the demo of Final Fantasy XV, but never really dipped my toe into the whole thing. But I've kind of heard that that's the general feeling. Yeah, uh, obligatory Game Pass mention of the podcast <laughs> Final Fantasy XV Royal Edition, hmm. which is the 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 completed version of the game with all the DLC and stuff, right? Uh, that is available on Xbox Game Pass right now, and That's I've, cool. I've been yeah, I've been looking potentially dipping my toes into that shit. Oh, your toesies, my my little toesies. Uh, let's, let's stop. I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> uh, um. Oh, also, uh, Project Athia is apparently being written by Rogue One writer Gary Whitta. Oh, I'm into that. That's cool. Yeah. Rogue One is my favorite of the Disney Star Wars movies. Huh. Um But yeah, it seems seems really interesting and very uh very like it's 
it's got fantasy vibes to an extent that I wonder if we'll see some Project Athia stuff for a couple of years and then mm. they'll just rename it Final Fantasy 16 <laughs> later. <laughs> sure, I could see that. Yeah. Yeah, like, I mean, I definitely think that, like, what we saw, like, it, it felt kind of early. Yeah. Like, I, I generally, like, when we see gameplay and there's just no UI elements at all, I uh-huh. kind of assume, like, okay, they've got a ways to go. Yeah. Uh, so I could definitely see that happening down the line. There's precedent. Yes. And, like, there are a couple things about it that, like, reminded me a little bit of Agni's philosophy. Oh, yeah, right? yeah, uh-huh. Like, uh, like the, the protagonist was kind of this girl in robes, mm-hmm. right? Which is, uh, that that was an Agnes philosophy thing. <laughs> sure. Um, and, uh, and yeah, just kind of like, big spooky, like, wolf made of fire, mm-hmm. which I think was also a thing in Agnes philosophy. Yeah, there's definitely parallels. Yeah, I, I could, yeah, I could see this secretly being a Final Fantasy sixteen, and, uh, and they will announce that later. Right. Yeah. Instead of, like, the game just being called Athia uh, and dropping the project like they did with Octopath Traveler, I think it's more likely yeah. that this is this is 16. I mean, you know, clearly it's a game with a budget behind it. Oh, yeah. And attaching the Final Fantasy name to a game is just going to increase the money that you make. Mm-hmm. So yeah, that would be smart of them, really. Yeah, like, really, like, you know... Putting a chocobo in there would just cost a couple thousand bucks, right? <laughs> right. That's like instant yeah. profit. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Just got to get somebody in the studio to go walk, and then you got it. <laughs> you uh, drag Nobuo Uematsu into the studio to do. You're done, chocobo. Nobuo Uematsu hasn't done music for a Final Fantasy game in well. Uh, he did like a track for fourteen, right? He also is on the team that wrote the music for Seven Remake. They they brought him back for that. Oh, neat. Okay. Yeah, I was actually reading an interview where the the guys who kind of, you know, producing the game said like, yeah, we didn't think he'd want to come back, but we were like, hey, do you want to come back? He's like, yeah. And then he <laughs> apparently wrote some stuff. Like, I don't know specifically which songs he wrote, but that soundtrack is awesome. So nice. Good job, dude. Okay, cool. Yeah. Cool, cool. So he's, he's in there. Nice. Um, So those were the two, like, IPs from big studios. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's no new IP shown from Sony themselves, right? Which is interesting. Yeah, that's weird. Yeah, like yeah, like they're they're launching a new console, but mm-hmm. uh, but they don't have any any new IP. They're just kind of releasing. Yeah, they they revisited a lot of their older IP, yes. like uh, like Sackboy is getting his own video uh, game. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, I. That that reveal actually, Sackboy: A New Adventure, a mm. big adventure. Sack, Sackboy's big adventure. Who gives a fuck? Sackboy's <laughs> adventure. That was definitely the the biggest disappointment for me because, mm-hmm. like, it's like, oh, okay, cool. Sony brought this out to to you know have a, a big like family friendly game. Yeah. But why didn't they just revive Ape Escape instead? Oh, God. <laughs> That would have been such a better... Would you not have been more excited about Ape Escape 4 than Sackboy's big, big, big boy? <laughs> of course I would have. <laughs> yes, I would have. Okay. Uh, yeah. uh, but that how you and I feel doesn't necessarily <laughs> translate to the amount of money that Sony's going to make. I guess maybe we are not always the target demographic. <laughs> Perhaps not. I guess not. <laughs> 
but yeah, uh, they they've revisited some older IPs, but they they haven't they did not make any announcements for any brand new IPs yet. Mm-hmm. I feel like they're coming. Maybe they're not ready yet. Okay, like maybe we'll see. Maybe we'll see a new Sony IP revealed in 2021 or 2022. Sure. But nothing so far. Uh, yeah. Like, Ghost of Tsushima is a new IP, but that's a PS4 game, and we've known about that one for a while. Right. Yeah. We did make one prediction, though, that that hit the nail on the head. Specifically, I made this prediction. Mm-hmm. And I said that we would see Spider-Man 2 at the event. Yeah. Uh... Now, I was wrong about the number two being attached to this. Sure. But we did get a short little trailer for Spider-Man Miles Morales. Yes. This was probably my favorite announcement of the whole of the whole show. It looks great. Yeah. Like, even the little bit that we saw, it's like, okay, yeah, like, it's Spider-Man again. It looks a little <laughs> better, and you get to play as Miles. That's, yeah. you know, that's kind of all I want, really. I'm into it. Yeah. I'm totally into it. Yeah, uh... There's been a lot of ambiguity, a lot of confusion over like whether it's like whether it's DLC for Spider-Man the mm-hmm. original or whether it's like a whole fully f- fledged sequel and Sony and Insomniac Games have both come out and clarified it's a standalone title. Yeah. It's not as like it's not a full like big giant scope sequel. Mm-hmm. It's more of like like how after Uncharted 4 came out uh, they released Uncharted: The Lost Legacy, right. which was a smaller game that still stood on its own as kind of a self-contained story, sure, and was not like DLC or an expansion or anything. And they will not price it appropriately, considering the scope. <laughs> it's going to be sixty dollars. Yeah, although Uncharted: Lost Legacy was forty. Hmm, okay. Yeah. Uh. Well, I think that they're going to think they can get away with sixty. I think so too. Yeah. I think they. Th- yeah. Because it's, would, it'll I mean, be, would you buy it for sixty? I'd buy it for sixty. Yeah, see, yeah, there you go. yeah. See, because yeah, because uh, yeah, you're right. It's gonna be a launch title for the PS5, mm-hmm. so that there will be that extra sparkle around it. <laughs> it's got the name brand recognition of Spider-Man. Yeah, like yeah, they're probably gonna see if they can get away with like selling like a like an eight-hour game for like sixty dollars. Yeah, yeah, but I'd I'd probably do it. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I bought Resident Evil Three, so. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. It. Yeah. And I I think if they I think especially if they release that like two years into the PS5's lifespan, it would feel like more of a ripoff. But right. this will also show this will this will also be a potential showcase of the power of the PS five. Yeah, it'll be like your window into the PS five experience. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like a tech, a PS5 tech demo with Spider Man in it. Yeah, I'll yeah I'll get that for sixty bucks. Sure, I feel that. Why not? Uh, do you have any Spider Man Miles Morales predictions? Like, because the we saw like several like second and a half snippets. Mm-hmm. We don't even really know who the villains are going to be. We saw this one like weird like uh like this pink robot croquet <laughs> racket that just like right yeah uh, that just like pulsated out from this enemy that we can't really see i don't know which spider-man villain that's supposed to be there's got to be tongues wagging on the internet you know i'm sure I, some, i'm sure people have i i looked for him like a day ago uh-huh. like you know I, I just searched for anyone talking about who the spider-man miles morales villains are 
No, and I couldn't find anything. That's really interesting because normally, you know, somebody's like, "Okay, I've I found screenshots from these comics. It's definitely, you know, yeah, Madame Techno or <laughs> Madame Techno sounds dope as hell. <laughs> let, let let's see if they've if there's been a bit more time to to gather intel. Sure. God, the, the misinformation flying around about the game. Like, Kotaku's like, Spider-Man's new PS5 game, Stars Miles Morales. Update, it's an expansion. No, it's not an expansion. Insomniac Games at the cut and say it's not an expansion. Uh. Um, okay, someone did do a trailer breakdown. Okay. And of course it's in video form and not article form. Yeah, that makes sense. These kids these days with their YouTubes and their... That is that is truly one of the most frustrating things for me about gaming in the modern era is that you just like you just want to know where this item is in this game, so you do a, U- a Google search for it. Yeah, it's all YouTube videos. Yeah, like, it can just be like I I actually miss the days when the first result would be like a Game Facts forum post where some condescending asshole was like, "You haven't figured it out? It's in the ass cave." <laughs> I actually miss that. <laughs> okay. So this breakdown's not bad so far. He he noticed that some of the enemies have like kind of high tech gear. Okay. Which he thinks could mean involvement from a, a Spider Man enemy called the Tinkerer who mm. just like invents like high tech shit. Cool. I'm into that. So maybe that's the uh like the the Tinkerer has a relationship with the Prowler. In the Spider-Man stories, okay. the Prowler being Miles Morales' uncle, oh, Aaron, that's Aaron right. Davis. Yeah. yeah. Uh, okay, cool. He's talking... <laughs> you hear that? He shows, like, the energy baton, uh-huh. and he's like, if anyone knows this enemy from the comics, please <laughs> let me know in the comments below. Like, yeah, so as far as I can find, even, like really big spider-man heads that are like analyzing the trailers and shit cannot find the person with the pink energy baton like so either it's something that the game is deliberately making obtuse and it'll turn out to be like a new take on an existing villain or they just made a brand new character or something okay um but uh but i guess with that in mind with with the idea that um that the trailer is obviously hiding Miles Morales antagonist from us in the trailer. Mm-hmm. Do you have any predictions? Uh, do you have any predictions about Spider-Man Miles Morales? We're going to find out more later this year before the game comes out, yeah. which is holiday 2020. It's coming out PS5 launch. I don't know if I, if I said that explicitly, right? but, uh, but yeah, any, any predictions? I think that I might've even made this prediction about the DLC for Spider-Man, like, ps4 way back when Uh uh-huh but i think that it is going to feature dr octopus and he's going to be kind of a hannibal lecter style like he's in prison there's this new villain miles can't handle it he kind of goes to prison because he knows something and there there'll be this kind of game of like trying to get information and then in the meantime you know um, otto is kind of manipulating miles for his own ends interesting uh i think that's a cool idea but i think nothing or either nothing or very little that could 
uh, be an arc for Peter mm-hmm. is going to be in this game. Mm, okay, I can see your thing happening in Spider Man Two. Sure, as as an arc, but I I think I think Miles interacting with Doctor Octopus in that way mm-hmm. uh, would have kind of less of an impact than it would if Peter had to deal with Octopus doing all this crap. Okay, that makes sense. So, so yeah, so I I think they would I think they'd save that for two. Um, here's well then here's a different bold prediction okay you will not fight the prowler in this game Ooh, i think that that's something that they're gonna kind of you know that's not going to be the experience that you have in this game like maybe he'll be like around and then you'll also be interacting with miles's uncle separately okay but i think there's going to be a different kind of central antagonist um and i think that they're going to save the prowler for later okay i think if they use the prowler they are going to use him here okay because he's he's very much a miles villain at this point he's not he's not really a peter villain and i think this is this is the miles we're getting right uh see i Uh, well uh, yeah yeah i was i was gonna say that like i i don't think that for spider-man 2 it's necessarily going to be a 100% Peter game. I, I, I think I agree. Both. Actually, yeah, because here's here's my prediction, actually. Mm-hmm. Um, in Spider-Man Miles Morales, yeah. Gwen Stacy will be a supporting character. Oh, cool. Yeah. Uh, and then she may or may not have a playable segment within Miles Morales. Okay. But whether she does or not, Spider-Man 2... Mm-hmm will allow you to swap between Peter, Miles, <laughs> and Spider-Gwen uh, as playable characters, maybe on the fly, okay. but you'll definitely be able to like have distinct playable mm-hmm. chunks of the game with each of them at different points. That's cool. I would love for them to do almost like a GTA 5 thing where like there's a big battle going on, Spider-Gwen, you know, Miles and Peter are all involved yeah. and just you're swapping between them based on need. Like some enemy shows up and only Miles can handle him, so you switch over and then Peter's still like providing support. Yeah. Yeah, that's what I want. Yeah, like Spider-Man maybe, too. Yeah, like maybe like uh maybe Kingpin's back and like his mooks are running all all around uh-huh. so you have to stealth as Miles. Uh-huh. But then like uh but then you like create a distraction as Peter yeah. and then like Gwen, I don't know, she hacks into the system or whatever. Yeah. Computers. Computers. Yeah. I mean, they're all good with computers. They're uh, all they're all big fucking nerds. I don't know what the difference between the Spider-Men is as well as I do the Batmans and Robins. Fair. <laughs> I'm much more familiar with that. Yeah. Uh that's that's one prediction for me, Spider Gwen. I I also could see your thing happening uh with the Prowler in that uh um Obviously, the Prowler's backstory will be different in this game than it's been in any other Spider-Man media. Because in in the Spider-Man setting, stuff about Miles' backstory is already different. Yeah. So, Aaron Davis as the Prowler would need to be introduced in a different way. Okay. So, I could see... uh, I could see basically just Miles' uncle showing up initially. Sure. Just as... I, I I think it actually could be kind of what they did with Dr. Octopus in... In Spider-Man 1, where right. you kind of... Where Spider-Man Miles Morales is the Prowler's origin story. Okay. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. Um, And one more Miles Morales prediction. Uh, hmm. Do you think that 
the opening of the trailer for that game where Spider, where Miles is kind of pushing through some kind of barrier, do you think that means he'll be like dimension hopping? Ooh, that's interesting. But I'm going to say no. Okay. I'm going to say no. He'll, he'll be pushing through a barrier in a different way. Okay. Um, also, yeah, like uh, I think the I think the plot threads that have been set up for Peter mm-hmm. might get like a little progression in Miles Morales, but will mostly not be touched until Spider-Man Two. Okay. Uh, that means like we won't see Venom mm-hmm. in in Miles Morales, and we won't see any like Green Goblin stuff. Sure. I think that will. I think that will kind of be in stasis. Like there'll be like little Easter eggs, you know, in Miles <laughs> uh-huh. Morales, where it's like, oh, I saw some black goop uh, right. dripping from the roof the other day. Right. Don't worry about this for a couple <laughs> more years, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But I do think I do think the game will be cool, and that yeah. I'll like it. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I, those, that's a safe bet. That's yeah. the safest prediction you've made on this show. <laughs> <laughs> I like Spider-Man 1. I liked the Spider-Man PS4 a lot. That game was really good. I think the only way that you won't like this is if the game starts off with Miles on a rooftop and he's like, I'm Miles Morales, and then he dies. Like a sniper <laughs> shoots him and Peter takes over. Oh, here's the, here is the last prediction I want to make. Okay. You will start the game playing as Peter. Oh. Oh, okay. And yeah. Then we'll get like incapacitated or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, oh, is like I have to step in. Yeah. One. Yeah. One of two predictions actually. Yeah. Um, one is you start the game as as Peter on a mission, and he gets he gets injured, mm-hmm. and the, the rest of the game is you filling in as Miles. Sure. Uh, while Peter recovers. Another idea, the at the very end of Spider Man, right. Uh, like basically at the end of the last DLC pack of Spider-Man yeah. of that last story DLC, uh, the very last scene of that is Peter training miles on the roof of like a big New York building. Okay. Right. Like, uh, like he's like, all right, web slinging training, let's go. Um, and he has miles put on like a shitty Spider-Man mask <laughs> and then, uh, and then they both jump off the roof together, and Miles like jumps very clumsy. He's like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> like you know, like okay. he's like uh, like he's basically gonna he's he jumps about to learn web slinging for the first time. Right. Uh, very uh, very anxious about the experience he's about to have. Sure. I think it'll open with that. <laughs> That's great. Like that will be the game's tutorial. Oh, Miles jumping uh-huh. off the building for the first time, and then you just having this like. And then the game being like, here's how to web sling. Yeah. Like as as Miles just like careens clumsily through the streets of New York uh-huh. with his newly like acclimated webs. I like that. That's good. Yeah. If the first part of your prediction is correct, there will definitely be a scene where like uh, you know, uh Miles is kind of lost at sea and he goes to Peter in the hospital bed and he's like, I thought I could do it, but I can't. And Peter's like, You've got the power inside of you, like that thing. Yeah. Nothing better than that, but that's gonna happen. Yeah, oh, and he'll be like, You've got the power inside of you, and with great power comes great, comes great responsibility, <laughs> Miles. And then Miles will be like, Yeah, I know. <laughs> leave. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, very pumped for that. Hope it doesn't get delayed. Yeah, me too. And finally, on the PS5 topic, uh, they announced some other stuff that we didn't predict at all. Yeah. And then we can talk about 
a few of them that we thought were cool. Mm -hmm. There was some smaller stuff. Yeah. Uh, there was Stray, mm -hmm. right? This this game where you're like a cat making deliveries, and that cat is very good looking. That's yes. A, that, that cat is almost uncanny valley. It's a handsome feline. How well it's rendered. In particular, there's this last shot of the trailer where it kind of like perches on something. Yeah. And it like looks around, its ear flicks, and I thought like, wow, that's a cat. Yeah, that's a fucking cat. Yeah. So shout out to the cat from Stray. Yeah. Uh... They, the creators of Octodad uh, are making a new game called Bug Snacks, which my fiance hates. <laughs> she hated that trailer. Uh, I, I don't know how I feel about what I'm imagining the gameplay to be, but there's this song that, that accompanied the trailer. Yes. Yeah, and it's great. It's really funny and really well done. A Amy did relent that she loved the song. <laughs> yeah. She did say that she loved the song. Really catchy. Yeah. Uh, yeah, the, the game looks like it'll be weird. Like, basically, like, there's a bunch of bugs made out of like different foods and you yeah. eat the bugs to get those foods like as body parts right so if you eat like a like a weird little strawberry bug then you suddenly have a strawberry for a hand yeah yeah it's it's very strange yes very strange but <laughs> i kind of love that the creators of octodad yes. another very strange game that's their next project right yeah they're like what should we do next i know bug snacks <laughs> I love the I love the name Bug Snacks. It's so it is great. With it's the so X. silly. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it's so silly. That's good. Yeah. Um, and then there was Kina Bridge of Spirits. Yeah, which looks uh looks kind of like what if Pixar tried to make a Zelda game. Mm -hmm. Looks cool. Yeah, I'm I'm very curious about what that's going to pan out to be like. Yeah, uh, very intrigued by that. Uh. And then, uh, and then, like, there were a couple more high-scale games that, yeah. that I thought were pretty cool announcements. Uh, one is actually kind of the surprise of the event for me mm -hmm. in how much I was impressed by it, <laughs> how much we were impressed by it. Yeah. Uh, and that's uh, Ratchet & Clank Rift Apart. Yeah, this blew me away, actually. I yeah. was very surprised at how cool this looked. I've, I've never been a huge Ratchet & Clank guy. I've never actually played any of the games. Same. But uh, in particular... You know, the, the game seems to center around kind of traveling through dimensional rifts in yeah. other worlds. Yeah. And the speed with which the PS5 can load those worlds might have been the thing that impressed me the most during that entire conference. I agree with that. I think that was the best demonstration of the power of the PS5, yes. like, shown during the conference. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's, I mean, it's incredible. Like, you know, you're so used to kind of being stuck in, like, a hallway or a portal or whatever for a long time, and then the next area shows up. But this was almost instantaneous. Yeah, man, I remember the Xbox 360 when, in lieu of loading screens, uh, they had, uh, in the game Mass Effect, uh -huh. you would ride on an elevator. <laughs> That's uh, right. And yeah. you'd just, like, chill on the elevator while the rest of the level loaded. Uh -huh. uh, and, like, you'd just be on the elevator for a suspiciously long time. Yeah. While those assets got loaded up. Or like God of War used to do a similar thing where you would just run through like an almost textureless hallway for a period of time. <laughs> and then that was it loading the next area. Uh, so, you know, the uh, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart has shown that we don't need tricks like that anymore. Yeah. Uh, evidently. Yeah, no, yeah. Like he would the, just like that great demonstration where he's like jumping through dimensional hole after dimensional hole and just like completely different fully realized worlds like he would land in each time 
Very cool. Yeah, really cool. Yeah, yeah, great, great demonstration. Was really into that. And finally, uh, near the end, this might have been one of their last announcements. Yeah, they showed uh, Sean's Sean's <laughs> game of the show, uh, uh, Resident Evil Eight Village. Yeah, this this kind of blew my mind a little bit because the trailer is it's very sneaky. Like, oh uh, yeah, yeah. Like it started off, and I. In the back of my mind, as I was watching it, I was thinking, like, oh, is this, like, a really weird experimental Resident Evil game? <laughs> and then it kind of kept going. I was like, no, 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 it isn't. And then there's a split second where, like, it the camera is on, like, some kind of, like, dais or obelisk or something that has the Umbrella logo on it. And I went, oh, my gosh, it is a Resident <laughs> Evil game. And then it gets to the end, and it's, like, Village. And you're like, oh, it's not a Resident Evil game. And then they, like, light up parts of Village to make the, the, ro- the, the Roman the numeral, numeral 8. Ah, oh, it blew my fucking mind. <laughs> like, I was I was such a roller coaster of emotions <laughs> as I was watching the trailer for the first time. I think the, I think the thing that was funniest about the trailer to me is that, like, after it showed Village, yeah. me, Amy Lee was cracking up over this. <laughs> like, it just, it just cuts to... To like a very weird looking roided out Chris Redfield <laughs> yeah. standing over his zombie's body and going, I'm sorry, Ethan. And then firing two shots in the body. And then you just like you're looking at this from Ethan's perspective yeah. and you just like like Ethan yelps as he does it, and then Ethan just goes, Why? <laughs> in like the fun like he's yeah. in a very memeable way, right? right? No. Like there have been many memes of that since then. <laughs> Yeah, no, it, like it, uh, <laughs> it's so funny because like the storytelling in Resident Evil has come such a long way for the most part. Yeah, and then every now and again there'll be something like that where I'll go like, no, it's definitely still the same guys. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, um, yeah, altogether I'm I'm very excited about Resident Evil Eight, and in particular, it made me really want to um, download Resident Evil Seven again and finally just push past my fear of that game, which is intense, <laughs> and uh, beat it. Yeah, I remember you like getting freaked out, like playing it in our living room in broad daylight <laughs> yeah. with me and Amy Lee, like as company. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that game gets into my head in a very impressive way. Yeah, Amy Amy Lee was around for that, right? I think so. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, I'm uh, I'm excited about Resident Evil Eight Village. Looking forward to that. Yeah, I'm I'm looking forward to you. Looking forward to that. Good. Uh, it's it's interesting that this is the direction of Resident Evil now, right? Yeah. Like, like this is what the numbered games will be like for at least eight. I bet, I bet in nine they're gonna try to like reinvent the wheel again. I could see that. Yeah. I could yeah. Because now we've gotten like seven, two remake, three remake, uh, and then we're getting eight, and then probably also four all in like the res the RE engine. Yeah. They've been making all these games, and I could definitely see them wanting to change things up after that. Yeah. Like, and and two, three, and four will obviously be like kind of like in kind of that third person like action yes. way and then uh and then seven and eight have been these first person experiences mm-hmm. i bet by the time they get to nine they'll be out of action games to remake <laughs> yeah. and they'll they'll want to they'll want to make another game in that style again mm-hmm. i could see that yeah or at least something different from the first person stuff they've been doing well i mean they've, they've been on a hot streak at least as far as i'm concerned so i'm, yep. I'm excited about the future of the franchise yeah i'm more, more I'm ex- so than i have been you know in the past yeah i'm excited for you cool but yeah, that was uh, that was all the games, and then they revealed the console at the very end. Yes. They revealed the PS5 itself, and uh, you've probably seen it at this point. Have you seen the memes about it? Yeah, it really went over like a lead balloon. <laughs> 
They, I, they thought that it was going to be so cool <laughs> and immediately just got roasted uh, to fuck. I, the first meme I saw of it is still great. Where, like, someone just, like, taped, like, two pieces <laughs> of styrofoam paper to, right. a, to a router. <laughs> and it's what, I, I got the PS5 early, everybody. Uh, yeah. Um, I particularly liked... Um, Kyle Bosman did a video where he did some takeaways on the the PS5 conference. Yes, Kyle Bosman, formerly of Easy Allies, yes. always of our hearts. <laughs> uh and he made the observation that because they they revealed you know two models of the ps5 right the p yeah the ps5 and the ps5 digital edition yeah uh i really liked his observation that like the ps5 digital edition looks so good and then the ps5 normal edition is just like it's weird cousin yeah at the very least the ps5 digital looks less ugly like <laughs> right yes. yeah because basically like the ps5 proper just has like a weird like <laughs> Uh, just a weird protrusion uh-huh. on its right side where you put the discs. Yeah, and the PS, uh, the PS5 digital is is a symmetrical console yes. that has a much like a much sleeker form factor. Right. Yeah, I should say, and I should say, you know, so good relative to the PS5 uh, physical, as it were. Right. Not necessarily. Like I still think that it kind of looks like the milk after you've dropped an Oreo in from 10 feet. Like it's not necessarily you know, my favorite look. Uh, Mid-Oreo mid drop, even. Right, yeah. yeah, exactly. Like, the, like, like, like you freeze frame as the Oreo's landing in the milk. Right, like Sean Layton was just having an Oreo. He's like, oh, wait a minute. Well, he, he's not at Sony anymore, is he? Did he quit? Uh, no, yeah, he quit. He quit. Okay, he's not wow. there, yeah. God, he was so iconic for he, such a long time. He was, yeah. He did those so, things with his a, hands. He's a businessman. Yeah. Uh, well, anyway, uh, yeah. I'm, I am I think that, uh, for me at least, the Series X is kind of winning the aesthetic war, which is uh, remarkable because of how unremarkable the Series X's design is. It's just a big box. And yeah. I'm like, I like that better. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's funny too because I think one of the things they said about the PS5 after it uh, after they showed the design is that they wanted to be very like future facing, right? Yeah. Uh, because this is the start of a new decade, they want it to be something that looks like futuristic and high tech. It definitely does look like a piece of modern art in a Deus Ex game. You know, it, it looks like a con- it looks like a console that. Uh, that someone would have in like a Blade Runner movie. <laughs> yeah. It, it it looks like it's definitely it's definitely like like in the nineteen fifties, those videos about like in the year two thousand, everything <laughs> will look like this. It's yeah, like that exactly. The future. It, it looks like what someone in the year two thousand and seven thinks is going to exist in the year 2040. <laughs> yes. I think in the year 2040, the PS5 is going to look even stupider. <laughs> That's what right. I think. Or, or whatever the PlayStation console is. Yeah, the, P- yeah. the PS8. No, no, I'm saying the way the PS5... Oh, I, I I'm say, The way the PS5 looks now will look really yeah. stupid yeah. to us in 2040 because nothing looks like that in 2040. I wonder if, like, you know, if they do kind of a PS5 Pro, if there will be, like, a radical change to it physically. I, I think there will. Yeah. I think it'll... I think it'll look less silly for sure because if you look at like if you look at Sony consoles through the years some of them get pretty big redesigns yeah. just at the halfway point. Sure. You know like the like there was the PS2 like regular mm-hmm. and then the PS2 slim. Yeah, which like the the you know you had to open it to put the disc in like yeah, yeah you kind of oriented it differently. Yeah, yeah, there was a lot going on there. Yeah, and I think the I think the Slim is actually a more iconic console these days than the regular PS2. I can see know? that. Yeah. 
At least that's what I think of when I think of a PS2. I think of the slim instead of the regular. Sure. So maybe the PS5 will will do a similar thing. Yeah, I can see it. Yeah. Maybe it'll be like the boomerang controllers, and that will just happen before they release it. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Like the PS3 or the PS4 had like this boomerang controller yeah. design, and then and they're like, "Oh, like, we'll walk that back." Yeah. <laughs> right. I don't think they will change the design of the entire PS5. They've got to be too far along at this point. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And. uh but yeah, I do think maybe at the partway point they'll release a PS5 redesign, like yeah. a you know the PS5s or whatever. I just want different color options, like yeah, that. I mean, in what house would that match any furniture? Oh yeah, it's gonna look so weird on my, <laughs> on my entertainment center. Yeah. Right now we have kind of like a cabinet, uh, or like a like a series of freestanding shelves, basically. Yeah, yeah, we yeah. yeah we have a bunch of shelves, and we've got like two consoles on each one. And Amy and I were talking about which one I would remove so the PS5 would fit. Mm-hmm. And uh, and Amy was like, wait, what if we just, like, what if we just put the PS5 on the very top of the series of shelves? <laughs> and it's basically like, it, it's basically like, like our shelf series will be wearing a hat. Like it'll be, it'll be the antenna right. of the shelves. <laughs> and actually, I think that idea is brilliant. It's pretty good. It's yeah. going to be so funny just looking at it like that. It's going to be, it is going to stick out like a sore thumb wherever we put it in that entertainment Like, center. I'm sure we'll get used to it in time, but yeah. it's definitely, you know, initially it's not going to blend in at all. Oh, yeah. we have going on. Yeah. That's, that's if we even get the, I mean, I think us getting the PS5 is inevitable. I think you getting it is inevitable. Yeah, I think yeah. me getting it is inevitable. It's a question of when. Yeah. Because I think this year I still have to make a decision. I don't think I'll be able to support both the Series X and the PS5. Yeah. So it's a kind of a decision of which one i pick sure because i'm really looking forward to miles morales oh yeah i think that's going to be a killer app that i'm going to want to play but i think uh i think the series x will also launch with several series x games just being available on xbox game pass and being able to just like play a bunch of next gen games for free out of the box Mm -hmm. uh that's that will also (laughs) that will also be a hard thing to to not do until later i feel that yeah uh, any uh, any more thoughts about the PS5 uh, event? I hope that we get more games announced in the lead up to the PS5 that I'm more interested in than most of the games that were on display here. Yeah. Uh, it was like a fine conference, but it definitely didn't blow me away. I think that's fair. I, I think that the really cool PS5 stuff is stuff that we won't see until 2021 yeah. and won't come out until 2022 or 2023. That's fair. Early console blues. Yeah, early know. console blues. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's the PS5 stuff. So, in addition to our PS5 reactions, we're also going to predict the New Games Plus Expo. Yeah. New Games Plus Expo is happening June 23rd, 2020, starting at 8 a.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. So that's 10 a.m. for us uh, for us central timers. Yeah. Sean and I will both be at work. Yeah. Because uh, it's like a Tuesday. Uh, well, I might be working from home at least. Yeah. Uh, so we'll see. I, maybe I can like have it on while I'm sending emails out. Yeah, my days off are really inconsistent, so who knows? Maybe <laughs> right. I'll... That's true. Yeah. Uh, but it is an online showcase of new and upcoming re- releases. Mm-hmm. But it is an online showcase of new and upcoming releases from a coalition of developers from around the world. Right. And a lot of these developers are kind of like... Uh, these are kind of like mid mid-tier like i'd say like c-list 
uh, developers, right? With a couple with a couple of B listers in there, with a couple more popular ones. Sure. But those uh, those developers that are confirmed for the new Games Plus Expo are uh, Actil, Axis Games, Arc System Works, Gung Ho America, Grasshopper Manufacture, Idea Factory, Inti Creates, Koei Tecmo, uh, Natsume, <laughs> NIS America, Playism, uh, Sega, along with Atlas, mm-hmm. uh, SNK, Spike Chunsoft, that's the list, actually. Oh, okay. wait, no. Spike Chunsoft and Way Forward. Oh, uh, yeah. Um, also, did I say... I did say Grasshopper Manufacturer, yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, and Way Forward. So some, a couple of those names probably popped out, right? Yeah. Like yeah. a couple of those, like, okay. Uh, but a lot of them are kind of lesser known. So we'll, uh, we'll walk through each of these developers and make, make predictions for them. And if there's anything they're already confirmed to bring, we'll talk about that, too. Sure. So we're going alphabetically. Mm-hmm. So that starts with Actil, I think one of the lesser known developers in this collection of lesser known developers. I didn't know them and I didn't know them until today. Yeah, they uh they they just publish slash localize a lot of like weird smaller stuff like uh this rhythm game called Demo. Mm-hmm. That's them. Uh this weird little like kind of board game video game called Billion Road. Okay. Uh, the Mercenaries Wings uh, franchise, which oh. is kind of, yeah, like kind of, yeah, there's kind of these lower tier like tactics games, right, right for the Switch and and 3DS. A uh, Will, A Wonderful World, which is a game I have for the Switch. Okay. Uh, kind of this cool, uh, this cool kind of visual novel-y uh, thing. Yeah. Um, and Hover, kind of uh, like a neat cyberpunky looking game where you ride a hoverboard around. Sure. Yeah. A very cool aesthetic hover. So they, uh, so I don't know what they'll bring. Mm-hmm. They pretty much put out everything that they've announced already. So something they're bringing is going to be a new announcement. Okay. So I think, uh, yeah, I think it'll be some localization of a cool Japanese thing. I actually, without realizing that they developed them, I have some of the Mercenaries Wings games like like wishlisted. Oh, cool! Uh, so I think that they will localize specifically something that I think seems neat, but that also like the production values are just low enough that I don't want to buy it. Ha! <laughs> <laughs> that is kind of Mercenaries Wings, yeah. Yeah. Uh, here's here's a prediction I wasn't sure where to put into this because I don't have this prediction for a specific developer hmm. or publisher. Okay. So there's this game uh, that I stumbled upon while just kind of messing around on the Japanese eShop with okay. my with my Japan account. Sure. Uh, like, basically, I saw a thumbnail for this game that had really cool anime-style art mm-hmm. called Noja. Oh, yes, yeah. Yeah. Noja is, is this wild game with this really gorgeous art. Yeah. Uh, that's kind of a visual novel... But it's also basically like like the social game werewolf, right? Uh, basically, it's it's like single player werewolf. Every playthrough of the game, basically, you are like you and a bunch of other characters are like a crew of like a spaceship or something, like space colonists. Yeah, 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 you're like space con- colonists. Um, and there's this alien thing called a Noja that can basically like assimilate humans and and assume their identity basically they can they can shape they can like 
devour humans or something and basically shapeshift into that human and have its memories mm-hmm. and it's like it's like like the thing yeah that kind of deal yeah um so basically in each playthrough of noja a different space colonist has been has been assimilated and impersonated by a noja yes. and you have to figure out who the Noja is and your crew. And it's so it's like the same characters each time, but the, randomly they either are or are not Noja. Yes. And I think there's like one Noja per playthrough. Okay. Uh, and, uh, and basically you can, f- uh, if you suspect that someone is a Noja, you can cyrogenically freeze them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and man, that, that's so intriguing. That's yeah. so neat and so interesting. It's also worth noting that Noja is already out in Japan. Right. Like, the game came out there, it's been out for a little bit. So I think that during the New Games Plus Expo, one of the featured developers slash publishers mm-hmm. will announce a localization of Noja okay. for the eShop in America. Cool. But I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't know who will announce a localization. Uh-huh. But with there are some. There are a couple of contenders. Yeah, there are, there are a few contenders, and I think Actil, with its current mo, is absolutely one of those contenders. Cool. Yeah. Uh. Yeah. I think they will localize a cool Japanese thing. Uh. At the very least, and I think Noja. I think Noja and Actil could fit very well together. Nice. Up next is Axis Games. Axis Games does a lot of localizations of visual novels and fighting games. For, right. for the longest time, they localized games, uh, fighting games from Arc System Works. Mm-hmm. Arc System Works doesn't really need their help with that anymore. <laughs> uh, but every now and then, Axis Games will still, like, uh, like they localized uh, Undernight Imbirth. Right. Um, like, all the releases of that are handled by Axis Games. Uh, they used to localize Guilty Gear games. Axis Games localized the Zero Escape games for Spike Chunsoft, mm-hmm. who will also be there. I think I mentioned that, right? Okay, yeah, yeah. And yeah, they, they localize all sorts of games, but generally it's it's either visual novels or fighting games, which sure. which really, like, I wish I worked at Axis Games. That's, that sounds that's, great. Yeah, that's yeah. absolutely my jam. I love visual novels and I love fighting games. <laughs> they currently have one game in development called Color X Malice, okay, uh, which is a localization of, uh, I think, kind of this Otome visual novel. Sure. Uh, they are localizing both Color X Malice and like kind of a kind of a weird expansion of it called Color X Malice Unlimited or something. Okay. Um, so I think that'll definitely be there. I think Access Games is another contender to localize Noja. I was gonna say, yeah, I think that that's definitely a possibility. Yeah. So yeah, one one of those, one of those two. I th- I think they'll show some Color Malice stuff. Cool. But uh. Yeah, I, I do think that Axis will localize something interesting also. Yeah, I think maybe that's, that's, that's a safe bet. Maybe that's Noja. Arc System Works is one of, I think, one of the better known of uh, of all these people. Yeah. Uh, because they, they make just a bunch of cool fighting games, Dragon Ball Fighters, Guilty Gear, uh, Blaze of Blue. Uh, they are also responsible for Double Dragon and the mm. Kunio-kun franchise, also known as River City Ransom over here. Right. Um... So they actually have already confirmed what they're bringing to uh, to New Games Expo, mm-hmm. and that is a new footage for Guilty Gear Strive. Okay. One thing that's worth noting is that uh, there there have been uh, some events that we haven't covered on this episode over the past week, like uh, like IGN Summer of Gaming, right? Uh, the Future Games Show, uh, Gorilla Collective. 
all all stuff that's uh that's basically showing off a lot of interesting indie stuff. Yeah. But one thing that uh that the IGN Summer of Gaming did was they showed a reveal trailer for the next Guilty Gear Strive character, which is Ram Lethal Valentine. Right. Uh who is the final boss of Guilty Gear Exard. Mm-hmm. And uh and at the end of her trailer, they said that the next Guilty Gear Strive character would be revealed in August 2020. Right. Which means that the new Guilty Gear Strive footage at New Games Plus Expo will not reveal a new character. That's interesting. I, w- I wonder what they're going to show off because there's already been like a public beta, right? There's like, been a public beta. Yeah. I think I think they will show... Uh, I think they'll just show a gameplay match featuring okay. Ram Lethal. Mm-hmm. Because the Ram Lethal trailer was very like it was a trailer, right? It didn't yeah. it wasn't actually like uh like it mostly just showed like cool cool cinematic stuff for, mm-hmm. for Ram Lethal and uh and not really just a breakdown of how she works in the match. Right. So I think uh I think New Games Plus Expo will be like a gameplay breakdown of Ram Lethal Valentine. Cool. Yeah. As far as predictions, my prediction is that all that Arc System Works is bringing to the show <laughs> is that Ram Lethal gameplay breakdown. Yeah. Um, because for starters, uh, there won't be, I I can say for certain, there won't be any new anime fighter announcements like Dragon Ball Fighters. Okay. Uh, actually, I don't even think we'll see a Dragon Ball Fighters character at New Games Plus Expo. Hmm. This is because... When Arc System Works does those licensed anime fighters, mm-hmm. uh, those things are always presented by the company right. that they are doing the license for. Sure. When they do Persona 4 Arena stuff, it is Atlas that shows that stuff off. Yeah. When they do Dragon Ball Fighter stuff, it is Bandai Namco that presents that stuff, okay. usually alongside Soul Calibur and Tekken stuff. <laughs> uh, so since Bandai Namco is not one of the listed publishers that will be there Mm -hmm. dragon ball fighters will not be there anime fighters will not be there unless they're being developed by arc system works themselves that makes sense and if persona 5 arena is present it will not be shown by arc system works yeah it'll be shown by atlas or sega okay so maybe we'll we'll talk more about that later sure any any arc system works thoughts no i think those are good thoughts yeah Uh, yeah you know arc system works is pretty busy right now uh, and I feel as though they're going to want the new Guilty Gear to be kind of their headliner. You know, yeah. they're going to want to muddy the message by showing off too much other stuff. I think that's fair. Yeah, so I think that it's going to be a lot of Guilty Gear. Yes. Not not even that much Guilty Gear, actually. Well, right. Yeah. But, you know, relative to other things. Yeah. Yeah. I, I think it'll be... I think Arc System Works' show at New Game Plus Expo will be 100% Guilty Gear. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Up next is Gung Ho America. Uh, they do a lot of cool Japanese stuff, like the Puzzle and Dragons franchise, mm-hmm. uh, Ninjala for the Switch. I have to download that. I yeah, download that yet? Uh, yeah. Th- it's 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 not out yet. They were doing like a beta. Oh, that's yeah. right. Okay. We we missed the beta, and the the game proper is coming out like near the end of the month. Right. Well, I will have to download that later. And they also make games for other companies, like uh, I think. The HD ports of Grandia are not owned by Gung Ho, but they're doing them. Okay, and they're also uh, they're also behind Teppen, right? That uh, that Capcom card game with the terrible name. With the terrible name, Teppen is. Uh, I I checked into Teppen to see what it's been up to lately. Yeah, the next character it's adding is uh, Feline from Monster okay, Hunter. Okay, cool. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. 
good good job Tuppen. Keep, yeah keep being cool and i'll continue to not play you <laughs> <laughs> wow what a great deal <laughs> gung-ho america has already confirmed that it's bringing its new game developed by its north american branch volta x hmm. i don't think there's really any info about volta x besides that it's called volta x <laughs> It's actually something they announced back in June 2019. Oh. It's a competitive robot combat game. Oh. Uh, it drops players into PvP battles and gives access to each robot's resource management, making it a fully controlled experience. Okay. Um, Good for them. Yeah. And there's even, like, like, a weird blurry screenshot of it that implies it's, like, a 2D robot. Interesting. Act- yeah. Okay, that has the potential to hit some of my buttons. Um, yeah, cool. So they'll they'll be showing that, and I think that's basically what they'll be showing. That's fair. Yeah, I think that'll be their entire repertoire. Up next is Grasshopper Manufacture. Mm-hmm. Uh, they do stuff like No More Heroes. I think they do the Silver Case. Basically, it's like uh, if Suda Fifty Ones worked on it, it's probably a Grasshopper Manufacture game. Yeah, not that all of their games are Suda Fifty One games, but right. But No More Heroes 3 is currently in development. Yeah. So I think that's what we're seeing. I think that's a safe bet. Yeah, yeah. I think we'll see No More Heroes 3 gameplay. Okay. And maybe a release date. Nice. Um, also, maybe ports of the Silver Case. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I think those are... I'll stand with you on those predictions. Yeah, because uh, the Silver Case, I think Suda51 recently said, like, yeah, I'd really like I'd really like some ports of the Silver Case to happen. Mm-hmm. Um. I think is is the silver case Suda or did I fuck that up? Well, go on, go on, find out. Yeah, that's Suda fifty one. Okay, and Suda, yeah, I think Suda recently said in an interview that he'd really like uh, silver case to be ported to more consoles, like the Switch, for example. Sure, uh, because it's not there yet. Up next, Idea Factory. All right. Uh, they are behind um, the Neptunia franchise mm-hmm. and basically a lot of other JRPGs <laughs> with uncomfortable fan service of very young looking anime girls. Yep. Like, like sometimes these girls look like fucking middle schoolers. Yeah, it's not good. Uh, so the games they're working on include Death End Request 2, Super Neptunia RPG, and Ark of Alchemist. Mm-hmm. Uh I, I think any one of these games, maybe even all of them, could be at the presentation. Uh, but they all have that exact, really uncomfortable art style to them. So yeah, I'm I'm cool with moving on. Here's my prediction: at least one of those games will make me go, "Oh, yeah, God. yeah, yeah." A good prediction. I'm <laughs> I'm on board with you on that. Cool. Yeah, but uh, move moving on. From Idea Factory, Inti Creates is up next. Okay. Inti Creates uh, is a development team that has made a lot of, uh, basically, like, there have been a lot of revivals of, like, these these 2D, like, action games. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, like, uh, like Gunvolts is kind of this revival of the, or sorry, um, like, Mighty Number no. 9 is kind of this revival right. of, of the Mega Man stuff. Bloodstained is a revival mm-hmm. of Castlevania. Um, Azure Striker Gunvolt is another revival of, uh... Basically also Mega Man, right? Yeah, basically, yeah. Yeah, yeah, like, like, (laughs) Mighty Number 9 is, 
is a revival of classic Mega Man. Azure Striker Gunvolt is more of a revival of, like, Mega Man Zero. Sure. Um, and Indie Creates has kind of had a hand in developing all of these. Yeah. Um, they've also developed Dragon Marked for Death, uh, which is kind of this, uh, this 2D, like, action RPG. And the Blaster Master Zero games. Right. Okay. Uh, that's, that's all been Indie Creates. Cool. Um, and... We don't really know what they're working on right now, mm-hmm. so I predict that we will get a new IP from them hmm. that is still a 2D sprite-based action game. Cool. Okay. Yeah. Nice. Uh, Koei Tecmo will be there. Yeah. Koei Tecmo uh, is behind the Warriors franchise, like uh, like Dynasty Warriors, Hyrule Warriors, Fire Emblem Warriors. That's right. all Koei Tecmo. And they're also behind franchises like Dead or Alive and the Atelier games. Right. Koei Tecmo is currently working on a uh, a an action RPG that takes place in the in the fairy tale franchise, like okay. the like the anime fairy tale. Right. So they're currently working on a fairy tale game, and I think that's due to come out like in like this summer. Okay. So I think there'll be I think they'll show off fairy tale. Okay. And uh, and maybe also uh, a sequel to Atelier Riza, which oh. came out last year. Okay. Sure. Yeah. Do you uh, think that they will unveil some kind of Warriors game? I thought about that. Uh-huh. If they were, it would have to be Dynasty Warriors 10 okay, or something, right? right? Because if... Obviously, it's not going to be a Nintendo one. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's not going to be a Nintendo one. And if it was like a licensed game, mm-hmm. it would have to be with kind of... It had to be either published directly by them or with the approval of whoever's publishing it. Because Koei Tecmo, uh, they, they do a lot of developing games that are published by other people, yeah. right? Like Koei Tecmo, I'm pretty sure, mm. developed Fire Emblem Three Houses. Oh, like, okay. they were the main development team huh. behind that. Okay. And uh, Intelligent Systems mostly just did, like, story stuff for it and some other, like, sure. supplemental work. But Koei Tecmo was the main development team behind Three Houses hmm. uh, because Intelligent Systems was not used to making games that high scale for, for consoles, you know? Yeah. So if... Koei Tecmo is working on a game that's being published by someone else. For example, like a Warriors game, like if they're making like Bleach Warriors, sure. for example, uh, then they would need Bandai Namco, who uh, would probably have the rights to mm-hmm. making a Bleach game. Because they have the rights to a lot of Shonen Jump stuff. Right. They would need Bandai Namco to be there, or at least Bandai Namco to approve that announcement. Okay, that yeah. makes sense. Um, and actually, on that note, Koei Tecmo might already currently have a Warriors game in the works. Okay. Um, or rather, a game with Warrior-style gameplay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, Omega Force, their, their Warriors team, uh-huh. is currently working... Well, wait... I was going to say they're currently working on Persona 5 Scramble. Hmm. But that game just came out in Japan like okay. a few months ago. Right. But uh, but that means they very recently finished work on that game. Uh-huh. They very, yeah, they very recently finished work on that game. They might not be ready to announce what's next. Sure. But we will be talking about Persona 5 Scramble in a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, yeah, no, no new Warriors games. Okay. I'd... I'd I'm fairly confident about that, which is kind of sad because I feel whenever a new Warriors style game is announced, mm-hmm. it's kind of fun to see yeah. that announcement. You know, 
Yeah. I like, you know, I I haven't played one since uh, Hyrule Warriors, but like I like, Warriors games are fun. You know? Yeah. And I, I like l- the popcorn movies of action games. Yeah. And I loved Hyrule Warriors. That yeah. was a good Warriors game. That was game. great. Yeah. Up next, uh, Natsume, uh, who is known for the Harvest Moon games. Uh, but specifically, Natsume has an interesting, uh, an interesting story. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so wild that this is like a thing. But basically, um, the Harvest Moon franchise was developed initially by a developer called Marvelous, uh, by a developer called Victor Interactive Software, mm-hmm. which eventually dissolved and became Marvelous Interactive. Right. In America. Uh, Victor Interactive Software did not localize the the first Harvest Moon games. Mm-hmm. Um, they got Natsume as a partner to uh, to localize those games for them. So right. Harvest Moon for the Super Nintendo was published by Natsume mm-hmm. in in the Americas, and and in the recent past, like in the 2010s, Victor Interactive Software then turned into Marvelous and kept making Harvest Moon games. But they started having disagreements with Natsume and no longer wanted Natsume as their publisher. Right. They're like, hey, we would like someone else to publish the Harvest Moon games. And Natsume goes, well, we have the American copyright to the name <laughs> Harvest Moon. Right. Uh, if you want your games to be called Harvest Moon, you need to have us as a publisher. <laughs> and Marvelous goes, well, fuck that. We're we're going to keep making these games, but we're not going to use the Harvest Moon name anymore, I guess. Right. And Natsume's like, fine, we're going to make <laughs> shitty, <laughs> shitty outsourced games that take place on a farm, not developed by you, and still call those games Harvest Moon games. Right. And that's been Harvest Moon for like the past like half decade or it's so. It's weird. Yeah. It's very weird. So Natsume, the creators of the shitty Harvest Moon games... Uh, the publishers of of these off-brand games that are no longer the Harvest Moon we know, but are still called Harvest Moon. Yeah, uh, they will be at the New Games Plus Expo, and uh, they'll be hawking a new shitty Harvest Moon game. Yes, yeah. uh, they are currently developing or publishing an upcoming Harvest Moon game called Harvest Moon One World. I think their shitty Harvest Moon One World game will be there. Okay, and it will suck. And Marvelous, they're the Rune Factory guys, right? Marvelous are the Rune Factory guys. Okay, cool. And uh, and they are still making new Harvest Moon style games, but they are now called Story of Seasons. Right. In, I was in the to States. Think, yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah. Gotcha. Yeah. So, you know, all you Harvest Moon fans who are nostalgic for the Harvest Moons of old and wondering what happened, Story of Seasons, pick it up. Yeah, exactly. If you are in the mood for a Harvest Moon game, get Story of Seasons yeah. if you want a game by the Harvest Moon developers. Right. Uh, do not get a new game called Harvest <laughs> Any game developed in the last five years called Harvest Moon, steer clear. Yeah. Uh, but, of course, you're probably all playing Stardew Valley instead at this point anyway. It's true. I mean, it's good. Yeah. It's a good game. I got very into it for like two weeks, and now, and then I deleted it from my Switch. <laughs> like, okay, I've I've gotten what I wanted out of this. The end. Nice. Well, I, I guess I'm happy for you having that experience. Thanks. Up next is NIS America. Right. Um. 
Uh, NIS stands for Nippon Ichi Software, mm-hmm. and NIS America is their American branch. Sometimes they localize Nippon Ichi games. Sometimes they localize games from other companies. Yeah. So Disgaea, East, Trails of Cold Steel, mm-hmm. uh, that's all stuff that NIS America is known for. Uh, NIS America also uh, localizes the Danganronpa games. Right. Even, even though they're developed by Spike Chunsoft. Okay. Um. So as far as predictions, uh, Trails of Cold Steel 4 uh, has not come out here yet, so I could see a release date trailer or something for that. Sure. Um, another very specific prediction I'd like to make for NIS America uh-huh. is that a year or two ago, uh, RPG maker MV, mm-hmm. uh, a, a, a RPG making engine that is more, uh, more user-friendly than most game making engines yeah i actually and i think you too we've yeah. we've messed around with rpg makers since we were in high school oh yeah uh and uh yeah it's it's very cool yeah I, I, the, like <laughs> i'm sure that there are hard drives at my parents house that have like abandoned half finished you know game uh ideas that i had yeah uh on there uh that were made in you know at that time it would have been rpg maker 2003 uh so so yeah cool cool uh product yeah yeah, I man, T- Teenage Daniel made a lot of projects in RPG Maker oh, yeah. back in the day. But RPG Maker MV is one of the newer versions, and it got a console release. Mm-hmm. Uh, and NAS America announced that it would, uh, that it would localize and publish the 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 console release for PS4 and Switch. They bring that over in like 2018 or 2019, right? And then. Uh, the console release came out in Japan and had a lot of problems. <laughs> uh, so NAS America was like, we're delaying the localization of this mm-hmm. until the problems are sorted out and then we can localize a version of the game with less technical issues. Yeah. And we have not heard anything about that since then. Okay. So I think this could be where we finally get like a new release date for the console release of RPG Maker MV. Cool. Even though there's already a new RPG Maker in development for computers. <laughs> Well, that's, uh, that's the way of RPG Maker. Yeah. Uh, Playism. Mm-hmm. Um, developers of like, or developers, I should say publishers yeah. of games like One Way Heroics and a lot of like, uh, a lot of indie titles from both like Japan and America. Like I think La Mulana is them. Oh, cool. Um, uh, Valhalla. Mm-hmm. Like that, that like cyberpunk, like bartending game. Right. That's uh that's playism okay so i think uh so predictions for playism uh their current uh the valhalla team is currently working on nirvana uh okay uh, the see- reason daniel's saying that weird is that they spell it weird with yes. like lots of kind of num- numbers and it's very cyberpunk yeah like valhalla is va-11 hall a yeah and nirvana is n1rv and a yeah uh uh, cute i like i mm-hmm. like what they do there i'm into it yeah um so i think we'll see some nirvana gameplay sure and uh in a trailer for that i could see uh like a new indie game announcement just for something we haven't heard of mm-hmm. and uh and i could see a localization of something cool cool i think playism are a contender to bring noja over and uh-huh. actually and actually so is nis america i glaze over <laughs> nis america but right. i think they they've got potential to do that too. i mean that's true you know if they did danganronpa it's definitely in their wheelhouse yeah yeah um sega and atlas are here probably the biggest names present yeah 
So Sega and Atlas both, I think, have the potential to kind of show off some of their smaller announcements here. Sure. I don't think we'll get, like, a big thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's some stuff they announced or showed off recently. Like, we saw some Yakuza Like a Dragon gameplay at the mm-hmm. IGN Summer of Gaming. They announced a remake of Alex Kidd. Oh. Um, the Sega Master System Alex nice. Kidd game. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I think we could see, like gameplay of that maybe like maybe they could just show off the alex kid game a little bit sure sure um also atlas showed a release date trailer for 13 sentinels aegis rim yes yeah that god that looks so cool yeah i i'm a i'm a big vanillaware guy yeah uh, and i've been so excited about 13 sentinels for such a long time yeah vanillaware being like the odin sphere team yeah. the the muramasa, uh, muramasa the demon blade dragon's crown yeah. yeah like that's that's that team and they their new game has been in development for years and years yeah 13 sentinels aegis rim kind of this Kind of this like this game that takes place in like a mech anime setting, yeah. But instead of like instead of focusing on the mechs, you focus on the characters outside of the mechs, yeah. Which is such a cool idea, yeah. And I'm kind so of, into that, yeah. And kind of like the slice of life like drama almost. It looks very interesting, yeah. And uh, and that's that's got a release date of September eighth now. So maybe they'll just show us like a slice, like a vertical piece from the game. Sure. Uh, one thing I think we will get is news about the Persona 5 Scramble localization. Okay. Because it came out in Japan, and we haven't heard anything yet. Right. So I think they'll show, like, uh, a Persona 5 Scramble trailer with English voice acting and a release date of sometime this year. Okay. Yeah. Or maybe even, like, a, a 2021 release date, because everything takes longer to make right now. Yes. Yeah. That's fair. Um, other, other stuff, I guess, if we're dreaming bigger... Mm-hmm. Um, if they just like want to announce something brand new, just Sega and Atlas, just bring in their A game. Sure. Uh, we know that uh Sega have been wanting to show Sonic stuff at various points, hmm. but keep delaying their Sonic announcements. Okay. Uh, mostly due to all the coronavirus stuff. Like yeah. they were gonna show Sonic at like they were gonna show Sonic stuff at uh at like a panel of this convention that they usually show it at, mm-hmm. but then they had to pull out of the convention, and the convention itself got canceled. Right. I think. Uh, so maybe we'll see like a new Sonic project. Okay. I hope it's good and looks good. Yeah, me too. Um, like I would say that, you know, if you were to look at like a line graph of the quality of Sonic projects, uh, it's been on uh, generally on an upward trend, but there's like some, some jagged edges there. Yeah. It's definitely like up and down. I mean, here's, here's their last three Sonic releases in like from most recent to least recent. Yeah. Uh, Team Sonic Racing, mm-hmm. Sonic Forces, right. Sonic Mania. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think it's time for Sonic Mania 2? I think that'd be a great idea. Yeah. Um, it, you know, like, Sonic Mania 1 was kind of so successful, and I feel as though it certainly wouldn't take the kind of resources that it takes to make a 3D Sonic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, sure. I think this would be a great time for Sonic Mania 2. Yeah, I think the I think the team responsible for Sonic Mania broke into their own development team and might be working on their own thing right now. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. But, uh, but yeah, that, that'd be nice, like a Sonic thing, even mm-hmm. if it's like a new Sonic spinoff. Sure. One thing I'd love to happen, I'd, I don't know the likelihood of this, but mm-hmm. I think it's at least a small possibility is that there is this very cool 
uh, just oh, yeah, freeware okay. game in development right now called Sonic Smackdown. Yes. Uh, these these fighting game developers that are making their own indie fighting game right now uh, just frequently take breaks from working on their own thing to make this Sonic fan game that's uh, that's just a Sonic fighting game that takes a lot of that riffs off of Marvel vs. Capcom a lot and takes yeah. a lot of a lot of cues from that kind of just fast paced aerial combat focus fighting game which is good for sonic yeah you know? very really good suits sonic yeah like it's like sonic smackdown is great they've they have like it's got like 11 characters so far you know mm-hmm. it's got like sonic obviously tails knuckles amy rose um mighty the armadillos in right. there blaze the cat yeah silver um they're working on robotnik they're working on robotnik we haven't really seen any robotnik yet they just they just started working on chaos as a playable character. Right. Yeah, like if you're gonna do a, a Sonic game, it can't be about like footsies and shit, you know, <laughs> like a Sonic fighting game. It has to be like the crack cocaine of fighting games. <laughs> so good, definitely a good choice there. Yeah, I like it's it's coming along so well mm-hmm. that I've been wondering if maybe Sega would just like snatch it up, just sure. be like, hey, stop working on that as a freeware game make it for us add a few bells and whistles and we will release it as a commercial release for uh-huh. consoles and stuff that'd be great yeah um they <laughs> i don't think that conversation has even happened yet because sure. sonic smackdown has not been like canceled publicly or like pulled from the internet yet right so so sega obviously hasn't like hasn't approached them because i think that the freeware version would have to stop being available before they definitely they... go dark yeah you know, they, they would go dark like, what's going on with this yeah 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 um other sega slash atlas stuff yep uh that you know is kind of in the dream big territory <laughs> uh a new persona spinoff maybe something like persona 5 arena mm-hmm. um i don't really see it uh, usually when Atlas wants to announce new Persona stuff, it's its own event. Sure. Like, they, sure. they just have, like, a like a Persona stream where they usually connected to, like, the Persona concert that they do in Japan every mm-hmm. year, where, like, there's kind of a countdown at the Persona concert, and then while the countdown's happening, there will occasionally be, like, a Persona, like, related announcement or something. It'll be like, oh, yeah, we're making a new Persona manga. Oh, here's, uh, here's Persona 5 dancing, you know? Like, so... Here's a question. Here's yeah. a little thought experiment. Sure. At this point, in addition to being the JRPG series that we all know and love, Persona has also been a fighting game, a mm-hmm. rhythm game, a like dungeon crawling first person crossover game. Uh-huh. Am I missing any kinds of spin-offs that it's been? Well, what do you say? You said a fighting game, a dancing game, and then, you know, the 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 uh, Etrian Odyssey games. The the Etrian Odyssey Persona games. Persona Q. Uh yeah, Persona Q. Uh and a Dynasty Warriors. That's right. Yeah. So if they were to announce a new Persona spinoff that was a new weird genre that they haven't done already, what would you want it to be? What do you think it would be? Um hmm. If they put Persona in a new genre, mm-hmm. hmm. A Persona tactics rpg would be pretty cool um they've and i mean there's already the devil survivor games which are basically that even if they're kind of it that's a shin megami tensei spinoff and not a persona spinoff yes but uh i think either like like kind of a 
like a persona take on mario party <laughs> that'd be great actually or, or like a persona racing game like Ooh. like kart racing okay yeah that's cool what about you did you have something for that oh i do what well you know uh atlas is part of sega now uh-huh persona cross puyo puyo oh yeah <laughs> i i could see a persona like puzzle game actually yeah. yeah and instead of like you know kind of gray puyos or refugee puyos it'd be like shadow puyos you Ooh. know they could do cool stuff with that they could do cool stuff with that and then of course you would just have kind of visual novel segments in the way that they do with all the other spinoffs yeah okay yeah that'd be that'd be my dream okay that's that's not bad i can see it i can see it cool one big boy thing they could do that actually is quasi plausible mm-hmm. is Shin Megami Tensei Five has been in development, uh, has been in full scale development since 2018. Sure, and we haven't heard anything about it in pretty much that much time. Yeah, uh, we know that Nintendo, or at least it has been heavily rumored that Nintendo has told a bunch of third party studios to find somewhere else to plug their big reveals for this season because mm. Nintendo will not be doing Nintendo Directs for a little while. Okay. So Shimigami Tensei 5 being covered in like a summer uh 2020 Nintendo Direct could have been a thing that happened, but now that's fallen through. Mm-hmm. Maybe Shimigami Tensei 5 will get coverage in the New Games Plus Expo. Okay, yeah, I could see that. Yeah. That'd be cool. I've I've been patiently kind of waiting to see what Shimigami Tensei 5 is going to be like. Mm-hmm. Uh I'm I'm very intrigued. I'm curious myself. Yeah. But yeah, and any other Sega slash Atlas thoughts? No, I think that Persona Cross Puyo Puyo is gonna be my big thing there. Okay. I, all that's, right. That's be that's big brain time. No more brain time after that. <laughs> no more <laughs> Yes, it's hard to tell when is and isn't brain time for Sean. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, you just don't understand my genius. <laughs> when is and isn't brain time has a similar cadence to those memes flowing around. It's like, how do you hot food in the oven? How to, where to, the oven is not the hot. <laughs> That's true. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, up next, SNK. Mm-hmm. Uh, b- big time, long time fighting game developers. Oh, yeah. Uh, King of Fighters, Samurai Showdown, Metal Slug, so much Neo, Neo Geo stuff. Oh, yeah. Uh, That's been their deal. And they have a lot of stuff that they could be showing at New Games Plus Expo. Mm-hmm. I think the big ones are there's rumors of a current gen Metal Slug. Ooh, that'd be cool. Yeah, like so maybe, maybe they're gonna announce like the new Metal Slug game here. That'd be pretty dope. Yeah. Uh, I think they have Samurai Showdown DLC they could show off. Mm-hmm. So maybe yeah, just the next whatever Samurai Showdown DLC character is next in line. Sure. And. Uh, they announced King of Fighters 15 last year. Right. But they have not shown any gameplay of it yet. Well. A King of Fighters 15 gameplay reveal. Oh, yeah. Would be very hype. Yeah. I mean, if they're going to lead with anything. Yeah. Know, it would, should be that if they can. Yeah. God, I'd, yeah, I'd love that. I, I don't know how likely that is. Because it's hard to tell how high scale this entire thing is going to be. Yes. You know? Um, like... Are all of these companies going to be bringing their big guns based on what we already know is going to be there? Probably not, right? Like, Arc System Works is kind of give bring like a very like lukewarm softball, right? They're sure. like, hey, here's here's uh, here's going to be some footage of Guilty Gear Strive with no new character reveals. <laughs> like, okay, what's that yeah. even going to be then? Yeah. Um, 
So it's hard to imagine that, like, meanwhile, SNK will show up and be like, here's the very first footage of a brand new game, you know, yeah. is in development, but haven't seen yet. That's fair. Like, uh, I, I want that, though. Uh, me I, too. I want that. That'd be great. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think I'll say that like even if even if Arc System Works isn't bringing their A game, maybe maybe SNK will. I think maybe either the Metal Slug announcement or King of Fighters 15 getting getting a gameplay reveal. I think one of those, but maybe not both, sure. will be present. I hope that if it's Metal Slug, like you know, like at this point, SNK's had some time to play around in the 3D space. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, just one of the things that I always remember thinking about Metal Slug when I would like see it in the arcades as a kid. Yeah. Is like, oh my gosh, the visuals really pop. You yeah, know, like so the, the, good. Yeah, those sprites, man. It would be really cool if they were able to kind of evoke that style in a way that felt true to it. Yeah. Uh, if they were to do a new Metal Slug, I don't know how they'd pull that off, but I'd appreciate it. Samurai Showdown 3D looks so much better than King of Fighters 14. Yes, exactly. So I think, I think their next 3D game is going to look really good. Cool. Yeah. I hope so. Um, up next, Spike Chunsoft. Yeah. Spike Chunsoft are the developers of Zero Escape, but that is not being published by them in the States. Right. They're the developers of the Danganronpa franchise, but that is not being published by them in the States. Uh-huh. And uh, they do Sheer and the Wanderer also. Okay. Uh, <laughs> I like Sheer and the Wanderer. I, I, you know, I'm, I also like Danganronpa. <laughs> yeah. Do you like Zero Escape, Sean? <laughs> <laughs> not as much as you do. Uh, I do like Zero Escape. Um, they're currently working on Robotics and Notes, okay, uh, and publishing that worldwide. And I think Robotics Notes is like kind of uh, related to the Steins Gate franchise. Uh, okay, so I think maybe we'll just see some of that. Maybe get a release date trailer. That makes sense because, like Steins Gate, there's just a semicolon in the middle of it for no reason. Yes, Robotics semicolon Notes. Sorry if I didn't pronounce that out loud. <laughs> Uh, I mean, you know, nobody says like, "Hey, did you see the new episode of Steins semicolon Gate?" So I don't <laughs> it. It's fine. Yeah. I, uh, but yeah, I'd like them to show off something cool and unexpected, but most of their cool stuff is stuff that is being published by other companies in the States. So I feel like it might just be some robotics notes stuff. Sure. Finally, uh, WayForward will be there. Right. Um, WayForward, uh, developed Shantae and lots of licensed games. Yeah. Um, they just very recently released Shantae and the Seven Sirens. That's yes. that's out on pretty much every console that would have Shantae and the Seven Sirens, mm-hmm. I think. So they'd have to show off something new. They make lots of licensed games. They did mm-hmm. like that weird like Metroidvania Aliens game. Remember that? Oh yeah, okay. And other cool stuff. Uh, they're currently making a game based off of that Guillermo del Toro like Netflix thing. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. All right. Um. So maybe that'll be present. Sure. It's. It's another thing where like if they're uh if they're making like a licensed game, yeah. they'd need So here's so actually here's the thing, like if the property is owned by another video game company, I think that would show up on their reel of companies, yeah. right? But if the co- if it's owned by like MGM or whatever, right. if it's owned by like Netflix. MGM. Way uh, forward, making a new James Bond game. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like I don't think that would be on their list of publishers, right? So so WayForward could be making a James Bond game. I don't think they're making James Bond, but the they could. James Bond, James Bond, and I'm Shante. <laughs> <laughs> yes, the crossover we've all been waiting for. I mean, she's basically a Bond girl at this point. Those oh. games have been getting increasingly uncomfortably sexy. Yeah, the the 
the Shantae games just get hornier, like, with every release, right? Yeah. Like, they start out as, like, pretty cute Metroidvania games. Right. But they... And now it's like, you know, like, like I'm, I'm a... Uh, I'm a plant girl and I've got tits! Like, that's kind of their whole thing. <laughs> yeah, and, like, I, I know the more they lean on, on on that aspect of Shantae's design, the more it feels kind of, like, fetishization yeah. of of kind of a racial mm-hmm. stereotype mm-hmm. uh and just generally like you know i like to be able to play video games that i would also be comfortable playing in front of my parents yeah like if i was like visiting mom and dad in florida and i wanted to bust out shante i wouldn't want my mom to go like oh wow you know? <laughs> <laughs> God, I, I remember when i got you this game not knowing much about it for like a birthday or a christmas or yeah. something omega quintet omega quintet yeah. uh-huh. which is which is a very cool concept it's this yes. game about like uh about like idols with superpowers yeah like kind of like idols by day and then almost kind of a sailor senshi thing you know yeah they do alternate to that yeah exactly it's like yeah magical girl idols yeah uh jrpg right Mm -hmm. like it seems super up sean's alley but i didn't really do research and there is a lot of like the gameplay is really fun from what i remember it's been a long time since i played it yeah i do remember enjoying the gameplay yeah uh but uh for for i think it was a christmas because we were like at a christmas uh like every for for a while uh this is this this tradition uh hasn't been super active lately but especially not now yeah especially not now but i would i would throw a, a christmas party for all of our friends and we'd all come over and open gifts and then like and then play with our gifts together, you know, because right. they'd usually be like video games or board games or something. Yeah. So we got Sean Omega Quintet, and he was playing it while uh, while friends of the podcast Max and Colin <laughs> were uh, were just hanging out in the living room, and he was playing it on the TV. And just, I, they, I think that you guys were playing a board game at the yeah, time. Which yeah. Of course, I wasn't doing because I don't like board games generally. Right. Yeah. Uh, and like so. <laughs> every now and then we'd be like making a movie in our board game and we'd just hear like on the TV like it's like <laughs> oh Sayori your boobs are so big yes it's uh, it's that shit constantly yeah. yeah it's like oops I tripped and oh I fell into your cleavage <laughs> and I can't get out Yeah, I'm lost within uh, your <laughs> cleavage sea anyway uh, yeah it's it's that shit and, and Shantae just seems to be entering that territory harder and harder yeah. like I know I know there's people that love Shantae and there's a lot of people that want to see her in Smash mm-hmm. and I, I I think there's a lot of stuff that's cool about her character design and her power set yes. I think she's got great moveset potential yeah but she's yeah she's just gotten a, a bit uncomfortable for me lately it's yeah I, I mean I feel as though it's become just over time like this thing that now the diehard Shantae fans kind of expect yeah yeah and so it's hard to get away from it yeah and and she started as kind of like a oh this is like you know this is like a POC female character that is a protagonist of a game she felt really groundbreaking and progressive at the time when she first showed up yeah and now she's just kind of exclusively objectified yeah uh and is yeah it's it's hard to be pumped about Shantae anymore. Yeah. It's a bummer, too, because the, her video games are good. You know, oh, they're yeah. very, very competently made Metroidvanias. In a in an era where we don't get as many of those as we used to. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's a bummer. Anyway, I think Way Forward <laughs> is going to... I think I think they're going to show something we haven't seen. Okay. I think they're going to bring something we haven't seen, whether that's a new licensed game or just, like, 
I don't know, maybe like a revival of Lit, which is another game they made. Uh, Lit being kind of this, uh, kind of this puzzle horror game thing Ooh. where, uh, where like the WiiWare game was kind of you like shining a flashlight on parts of like this darkened room and and making sure there weren't monsters there or something. Sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, Conceptually. Yeah. 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 Um. Yeah, and those those are the companies that'll be there, and cool. those are our thoughts. Do you have any any other new games plus expo things you think will happen? I don't think so. We covered a lot of good ground. We covered a lot of good ground. Yeah, yeah. I I'm hoping new games plus expo will be pretty cool, not just like underwhelming. Me too. Um, hopefully, it just, the whole thing doesn't just feel like kind of IGN pre-show stuff. You know, that's yeah. what I'm dreading. Is like, hey, we got the we got way forward here to talk about the new project. So what's going on, guys? You know, like I don't want it to be like that. Oh yeah, just like interviews that kind yeah. of go on for 20 minutes, and then we kind of change the input on our TV to go play a Switch game or right. something before jumping back in uh, and seeing if the next announcement has happened yet. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah. I, I hope so too. I think like yeah, like a lot of punchy trailers and gameplay footage and stuff would would be nice unless, mm-hmm. uh, less like why don't you talk to us about the inspiration behind yeah right yeah like I think I think that stuff can be cool and I think there's a place for that but when yes. you have like this kind of game event that you're hyping up um that that would kind of decrease the right. hype a bit no i mean it'd be like if you did if you said like okay we're bringing back uh, major league baseball and then all it was was like okay uh uh, uh, uh donny baseball uh what do you think about your chances in the season oh well i think it's gonna be really good and there's like no game yeah you know like, yeah yeah you know, that'd be rough which sometimes game companies just do that That's you true. know yeah i always forgot you reminded me of the the playstation 5 uh, event uh-huh. where like they had like the basketball player that's going to be on the cover right. of NBA 2K21 <laughs> be like hey here's your first look at NBA 2K21 using the PS5 engine and it's just like the character model of that basketball player clearly pre-rendered footage <laughs> yeah. and just like him like dunking a basketball into a hoop while making like a like a face right and then the the guy that they got, like you know, I mean, I I think that the fact that he had success and is playing, you know, for the NBA is great. But it was like from the the New Orleans uh, basketball team, the, the Pelicans. Pelicans, yeah, yeah, which Pelicans. I did not know existed. <laughs> right. I mean, I I I've, watch I watch I've, more college ball than I do NBA. But yeah, I, I did not realize the Pelicans were a thing. I lived in New Orleans for two <laughs> years, right. and I've never heard of the New Orleans Pelicans. Yeah, the the New Orleans Saints. Yeah, in the NFL. You cannot, they love the Saints over mm-hmm. there. You can't turn, like, a block without seeing Saints paraphernalia somewhere. Right. You know, but, like, the Pelicans? Who the fuck are the Pelicans? Yeah, I mean, like, they, they couldn't have gotten, like, the Yankees, the Bulls, you know. Yeah. Like, uh, the Pelicans was what they could get, I guess. And that's that's fine. Maybe so many NBA teams have been on different, uh, like, 2K etc box right. arts at this point that the pelicans was like their best option left yeah there's like look we're, we're sick of steph curry go get pelicans man <laughs> hey i'm pelicans man and i'm here to show you the next video game now if you'll excuse me i have to go scoop up several fish into my mouth <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> anyway uh we're sorry if you're listening pelicans man (laughs) uh very much respect for your success in the basketball industry yes uh (laughs) 
<laughs> I'm sure that sounds really sincere enough. <laughs> now we're where we're at in this bit. <laughs> you really appreciate that little yeah. disclaimer. <laughs> anyway, yeah, uh, yeah. We I I hope New Games Plus Expo will be cool because yes. obviously this is the first thing of its kind. Mm-hmm. So hopefully it's neat. I, I I hope it really hits some home runs and and is even is even like cooler than we're expecting. I I hope that we get like really surprised by something. That'd be great in the event. But I hope at the very least that someone's localizing Noja. I really want to play that game in English. <laughs> Me too. Yeah. Okay. Time for some listener mail. All right. Opening up that mail bag. What's gonna be inside? Daniel's got his hand in there. We're going to go on a mail ride. <laughs> Thank you for doing this on my fun loads Twitter. Listener, mail, no problem. <laughs> <laughs> TJT underscore SB on Twitter says, PS5, yes, new Ratchet and Clank. Horizon 2 looks beautiful. I wasn't so sold on day one PS5, but I think I am now. Mm, okay. I uh, completely forgot that they announced Horizon 2. <laughs> Same. Uh, TJT goes on to say, NGPX, Atlas is on there. Shin Megami Tensei Five Switch release date? <laughs> Koei Tecmo, some Mario Cross Dynasty Warrior game that nobody asked for, huh? <laughs> <laughs> They're never going to make that, but it'd be fucking great. Oh, man. Mario, like, Mushroom Kingdom Warriors. Right, yeah. Yeah. Oh, man. Uh, give... That'd be the best Paper Mario game that's come out in the past decade. <laughs> <laughs> give, give me a Mushroom Kingdom Warriors moveset right now. Ooh, okay. Uh, Wario rides his motorcycle through crowds of Goombas, farts Ooh. on people. Oh, yeah, that's good. Yeah. That's yep. good. Uh, <laughs> you just made me think of, like, just Waluigi just, like, just, like, using his very long legs <laughs> to just, like, kind of saunter through, like, just, like, do, like, w- very awkward crab walking through crowds. Like, yes. every time his knee kicks up, like, you see, like, five waves of enemies just, like, that get knocked great. aside. <laughs> um, I'm into it. <laughs> oh, Luigi's got his poltergust. Ooh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's really good. Uh, um, Bowser Jr. just, like, riding the Koopa car and just oh, throwing, yeah. like, Mecha Koopas. That's like, good. yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and then, and then as super as he just turns into Shadow Mario and just, like, paints the battlefield. Cool. Yeah. Or, alternately, um, he gets, like, uh, some magic dust from Kamek and turns into Big Baby Bowser. Ooh. Uh, kind of Yoshi's Island reference. Yeah. Is he, is that Baby Bowser, or, or is it Bowser Jr.? It can be Bowser Jr. just doing a little, Doing a little callback? Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, I don't think that we need baby Bowser in that game. Bowser Jr. is fine. Yeah, nah. Like, baby Bowser, you can save that for Mario <laughs> uh, Mushroom Kingdom Warriors 3. Right, you know? exactly. Yeah. Yeah, all you, the babies are in that. All for the some yeah, reason. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You could do some cool stuff, actually, with the Warriors format. Like, yeah. Like, maybe there are boos on the map, and, you know, when you turn to face them, they go invisible, so you have to, like, think of a way to defeat them. Yeah, like, yeah, like, do, like, a backwards attack or something? Uh, yeah. Yeah, I I thought that idea was very funny and, and silly <laughs> when we started, but I would actually play the hell out of Mushroom Kingdom Warriors. Oh, me too, absolutely. Yeah, that could actually be a very good game. Yes. Thanks, CJT. <laughs> Thanks. 
It is incredible, though, how the Horizon sequel just vanished from my consciousness. Yeah. It didn't even occur to me to I, bring it up. I forgot about the new Horizon game. Yeah. Looks looks cool. Haven't played Zero Dawn yet. I, you know, I uh, got it. Like, I, I think it was a free game or something at some point. Or, oh. like, I got it on a sale. Like, this, there was some way that I acquired it that was acceptable to me. And uh, I downloaded it, I played a little bit of it, and then I was like, okay, that's fine. And then I deleted it, and I haven't felt the call to go back. Okay. Uh, so I, you know, for people who liked that game, I hope that they, I hope they enjoy the sequel, uh, but it just wasn't my thing. Yeah, all right. Fair enough. Yeah. Yeah. Um, not, uh, thanks. Thanks, TJT. Yes. Not and Freak on Twitter is back. Welcome back. Possible question in case you need something to answer. Custom for your duo. What Smash characters could Daniel play if he could only play characters shorter than him? And which could Sean play if he could only play characters taller than him? This is genius. If you don't know a character's size, take a guess and then look it up at the end. Uh, oh man so context for new listeners yeah i am five foot five and i'm six foot eight (laughs) (laughs) we are we are basically like a vaudeville comedy act just incarnate the two of us like together living together uh so and i love that it's for me it's uh taller than me and for you it's shorter than you that's genius it is genius i it's it's kind of funny because i feel like i have a lot more options than you (laughs) that's true like you know like i've got yoshi right Mm -hmm. i've got like i've got several pokemon right i can be pikachu yeah uh, or or pichu uh I, i bet well on the other hand though i've got ridley um, oh yeah! If I had to guess, I'd say I probably have King K. Rule. You probably you probably have the Smash version of Bowser at the very least. Yeah, yeah. Um, I I want to say I have Ganondorf. He's a big guy. Gan Ganondorf's a big guy, but yeah. he's a big guy relative to Hyruleans, and who knows how mm, tall they are. That's true. I mean, they're kind of derived from elves, which tend to be tall. Yeah, I I feel as though he, you know, I I think Ganondorf is at least like around my height. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I I feel like he is too. Um, let's see. I wonder if I'm taller than Mario. I th- pro- probably. Yeah, in that case, I have a lot of options. Then, like Mario, <laughs> Doctor Mario. <laughs> right, the two separate characters. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there, there's a callback. Uh, to, to a different podcast, I think you could play Pikachu. Uh, yeah, I could play. I I said Pikachu. Oh, you yeah. Did? Okay. Um, I bet I could play Charizard. M- Actually, Charizard is like five feet tall. What the fuck? I can play Charizard. Pokemon sucks. <laughs> yeah, I I got pretty much every Pokemon unlock. Actually, okay. like I think I could be Mewtwo. Oh, uh, because wh- like be, because the height of all these Pokemon are relative to an eleven year old. I mean, even so, my memory of Mewtwo is just him being so much bigger than Ash. Nah, he was like he was like a head taller than Ash. Okay, but Ash is an eleven year old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, like hold on, Mew. Okay, we've already said Mewtwo, so I'm looking up his height now. That's sure. how we'll do it. Uh, oh, Mewtwo six seven. Okay. Okay. All right. <laughs> so neither of us could play Mewtwo. He's not... too short for me, and he's too tall for you. Yeah, not, and uh, and Charizard is five foot seven. What the fuck? So so I was I was right that Charizard's not as tall as you think. Yeah. But uh, but he is just slightly taller than me. I could not be Charizard. That is so weird. Uh, but I could be Jigglypuff. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Lu- Lucario. You could be uh, Ness and Lucas. I could be Ness and Lucas. That yeah. is correct. Um, I'm trying to think of the other big boys. There are some other big boys, right? Yeah. yeah. 
Lucario's three eleven. Holy shit! I could use. I could be Lucario. I'll be Lucario right now. I'm. I. I need like a height chart or something for like. I'm constantly astonished when I look up how big Pokemon are. And I. I feel. I. I feel like. Uh, like Pokemon in the anime and especially the Smash games are not to scale. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so there's that. Sure. Um, yeah, Ridley's pretty big. He's about four meters tall. So, okay. so that's they're... double my height. Yeah. Since I'm uh, almost exactly two meters tall. Oh, how about that? Yep. Uh, I can play pretty much, uh, as the whole Kirby cast. Sure, sure, yeah. Bes- uh, besides maybe DDD. I, I was can, gonna say. I can oh. definitely be, uh, Meta Knight and Kirby. Yeah, I wonder how big DDD is. I wonder if he's, like, deceptively large. We're kind Cause of... Because Kirby's, like, a foot tall or something, I'm sure. yeah. Lord DDD is at least eight feet tall. Okay, I can play DDD. Uh, calculated by someone on Reddit. <laughs> well, it's close we're gonna get. Kirby's cannon height is eight inches. Oh my god! So so like so like taking DDD size relative right. to Kirby. Wow. Yeah. Um, you probably play Little Mac, right? Because he's he's so named. Because oh yeah, I I think he's like five two. Yeah, yeah. I can be Game and Watch. Uh huh. Maybe I can be uh both of the pits. Uh, um, yeah, sure. I I can see that. Um, all right. How uh, I can be Olimar, very obviously. Oh yeah. Uh, like Olimar's like canonically like uh, a couple inches. Yeah, like a couple yeah. inches high. Yeah. Um. I feel like most of the DLC characters are too tall to be you and too short to be me. Yeah, like like Joker, like Cloud. Yeah, well, Joker is like a teenage Japanese mm, boy, though. Right, that's true. Um, yes, uh, Ganondorf is is approximately seven feet six inches tall. Nice, I'm Ganondorf, baby. Nice. Uh, that's how Banjo is. Yeah, because he's a bear. Yeah. And bears are tall. Yeah, bears are big bear boys. Joker is five foot nine. Okay. Yeah. So and and another... like I I feel like Terry's taller than me, but shorter than you. Uh I feel like Villager's probably shorter than me. Uh yeah. Yeah. Um Bowser Jr. Isabel. Uh oh. At first, I thought I found uh, info that Banjo was six feet six inches tall, but that's actually somebody with the surname Banjo that Google thought I was referring to. <laughs> Physical appearance. Banjo is a brown honey bear. We know that. Uh, how Mario is five foot one. Okay, you can be Mario. <laughs> Too bad Waluigi isn't playable because he's. Seven foot seven. What the fuck? What is wrong with him? <laughs> also, when I typed in Mario Height into Google, like you know how sometimes there's a people also ask section? Yeah. Uh with like, you know, sample questions. One of those is how how tall is Waluigi? Which is uh which is how I just found out. Yeah. But other questions include how tall is a Goomba for Mario? Is Sonic taller than Mario? Is Luigi dead? <laughs> Is Bowser a bad guy? <laughs> Did Mario die? <laughs> How old is Luigi? Holy shit. 
How many times has Mario died? <laughs> Who is the real Mario? Who is older, Mario or Luigi? Why is Donkey Kong? <laughs> <laughs> Good question. Does Nintendo hate Waluigi? <laughs> is Waluigi real? <laughs> Who is Birdo? Oh, man. Will there be a Waluigi game? Who is Waluigi's girlfriend? <laughs> what is Waluigi's last name? Uh, how big is Incineroar? Is Koopa a turtle? Or we could just keep doing this. Why is Donkey Kong not a donkey? <laughs> okay, I'm... <laughs> okay. Uh, what... Sorry, what was your thing? I'm looking up now. I was wondering how big Incineroar is. Oh, yeah, I think he's also, like, probably taller than me, but shorter than you. Uh, let me see... Incineroar um, Biology. Oh, you're you're looking at it. The uh, I could be Greninja. He's four foot eleven. Oh, okay. Well, you got Greninja then. Yeah. What? No, don't. Uh, man, it took me to Generation Seven. I don't care about Generation Seven. Incineroar is five foot eleven. Oh, shit. Yeah. All right. No Incineroar for me. No Incineroar for you. Yeah, you're you definitely came out ahead. Oh yeah, absolutely. It's fair to say in in this little thought experiment, but I got some cool characters. I got Ridley. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, it's funny. I wish we could trade, you know. Like, <laughs> yeah, it's like no, I want, too. I want Ridley. I would swap Ridley for a Little Mac in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> very cool, Not and Freak. Thank you. Yes, thank you. All right. Finally, Garrett D is back. Welcome back. Listener mail question time. How would you expand Smash's roster chronologically? We currently have no representation from 1970 to 1979 hmm. or from 2020 and beyond. Oh. Uh, my only ideas here would be an Atari character <laughs> and Breath of the Wild 2 or ARMS 2. Oh, yeah. Also, how would you expand Smash's roster by system? Hmm. For example, I think the least represented system is the Nintendo DS with only Lucario originating on the platform. Wow. Professor Layden? Hmm. Thanks. Cool, good, cool question. Yeah. Uh, so chronologically, I think obviously, like, the the newest character is Byleth from, like, 2019, right. right? So, like, we'd have to have a character that was either, that either had their first game after July 2019, mm-hmm. or, um, or uh, in the other direction, a character that existed before Pac-Man. Right. Right? right. Like, Pac-Man and Game & Watch are currently the oldest characters. Yeah. Uh, in the franchise and Smash Bros. Uh, playable wise, anyway. Right. So, um. <laughs> so, in terms of expanding the roster chronologically, in terms of new, which seems a lot harder than old, mm-hmm. Astral Chain is a month newer <laughs> than Fire Emblem Three Houses. Okay. So you could have the Astral Chain protagonist. Cool. Yeah, right? that works. Yeah. Okay. I was Let's... thinking about Astral Chain. Yeah. Oh, so nice. Good. Um, in terms of, uh, yeah, it's, it's hard to think like off the cuff, like Mm -hmm. what iconic video game characters predate Pac-Man, right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Another one for new, they could just, uh, make, um, 
from from Animal Crossing New Horizons, uh, CJ, and then the bug catching lizard. Just oh yeah, one combo character. Oh CJ and Flick. Uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and that's he, like, cool. CJ like stuns you by taking a really quick selfie. Flick catches you in his net. You know. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I like that. Um. Ooh. Okay. Uh. In in terms of going backwards chronologically, yeah, a space invader. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, uh-huh. a space invader is a playable character. Yeah. How old is Joust? Ooh, because I would actually love if they did a really modern reinterpretation of just like the Jouster. Yeah, riding on their bird. Joust, I should say, for uh, some of our listeners who may not know, is a mm-hmm. very old arcade game uh, where you kind of you are riding on kind of an ostrich-style animal and uh, trying to defeat other riders. Yeah. Uh, Balloon Fight is a ripoff of Joust. Right, right. Yeah. So if you you know Balloon Fight, you've seen kind of a a game that that riffs off of Joust. Yeah. And has balloons. Right. Uh, Joust is 1982. Okay. Pac-Man is 1981. What about Sinistar? That's got to be uh, newer than Pac-Man. Sinistar, 1983. Yeah, I figured. Yeah. I I would love to have Sinistar as a boss, but uh, he would not fit in here. Yeah. Uh, Space Invaders in 1978. Wow. Uh, Alternately, Mm -hmm. the caravan from the Oregon Trail (laughs) just rides onto the Smash Battlefield. Oh, boy. Okay. It's technically possible. (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> just like just like a man like you know in like kind of old time like you know like like wild west like uh, you know like get up like climbs out of the caravan like after the caravan like runs over sonic <laughs> and like <it> just <laughs> and the the splash screen is just like the trailer has died of dysentery <laughs> Like, it just starts off with, like, Sonic in a cowboy hat and a smock. Like, oh boy, I can't wait, Tails, to go on our Wild West adventure. <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, yeah, okay, so Space Invaders or Oregon Trail, that's that's chronological. Fair. Um, so, as far as expanding games by system, right. like system representation, so, uh, so Garrett actually also attached a very handy infographic that kind of shows uh all the characters it's slightly out of date but most of the characters by the console they first were oh, playable on okay or the console they first appeared on yeah um like one interesting hiccup of that is that Roy is actually a GameCube rep instead of a Game Boy Advance rep mm. uh because he first showed up in Smash Bros Melee right um but basically, uh, the DS has a, has a single representative in Lucario. Mm-hmm. The Wii U has a single representative in the Splatoon Inkling. Oh, yeah. Um, thanks to ARMS, mm-hmm. uh, the Switch has uh, more reps than the Wii U and the DS, okay. uh, thanks to Byleth right. and an ARMS character. Okay. Um. And the Game Boy Advance has two reps, uh, those reps being Lucas. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, and Zero Suit Samus. Oh, yeah. Because her first playable appearance was Zero Mission. Right. So I think there's two ways we could do this. We could figure out an iconic DS debut, obviously, to kind of increase that. Uh, We could just have Isaac from Golden Sun rep the GBA and expand it that way. Or we take a character from a from a Nintendo console that hasn't been represented yet. What so, would that be? So we've got Game Watch and Arcade. Yeah. We've got the NES. We've got the Game Boy and Game Boy Color. Mm-hmm. We've got the Super Famicom. Yeah. Uh, we've got Nintendo 64, Game Boy Advance, GameCube, Nintendo DS, the Wii, and the 3DS. Okay. Uh, and, of and course, the, the Wii U, the Switch. Yeah. And, uh, you know, there's characters that debuted on other things like like Cloud and Bayonetta and Sonic and right. stuff, but uh, for the purposes of Nintendo console representation, yeah. My nominee is this going to be a Virtual Boy thing? Is Tolero Boxer <laughs> from the Virtual Boy? Uh-huh, there it is. Yeah, Tolero Boxer is kind of like uh, it's it was this game for the Virtual Boy, kind of this first person perspective boxing game sure. where you were like a robot boxer, right? <laughs> yeah. And Tolero Boxer is a really cool design, actually, especially for like the '90s when this game came out. Uh, and yeah, Virtual Boy is now representation. You want to expand video game system wise, put a Virtual Boy rep in there. Sure, okay. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you. Uh, that's 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 a deep cut for sure. That's right, baby. What do you got? Something? Uh, kind of. It wouldn't be Nintendo, but I. It would be a new system. Well. Uh. So. Um. This would be the Sega CD. Ah. Oh. Uh, Amy Rose. Oh yeah. Having made her first appearance in Sonic CD, uh, I would get some Sega CD representation in there and make her a new character. Okay. Big hammer swinging it around. Really into Sonic. She's in the game. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. Like she wouldn't even be the the first time a third party franchise had more than one playable rep. Right. But she would be the first time that it wasn't an Echo Fighter. Mm, right. That's true. Yeah. Got anything else in your in your docket? Nope. That's all that's in the brain. All right. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah. Thanks, Garrett. Yeah. Good. Good shit. Always very thoughtful questions from Garrett. Yes. Absolutely. Thanks, everyone that sent us listener mail. Yeah. And uh, and if you want to send us listener mail for things, you can do that. Maybe I'll sh- I'll tell you how in a second. Okay. If you want to know where else you can catch us, we have a Patreon. Patreon.com slash Beep Boop Group. Yes. Uh, we have all sorts of stuff on there. Two exclusive podcasts. Um, one featuring Sean and I and another that will feature uh, me and my fiance, Amy Lee, as we watch his as we play through video games and then watch video game movies that are based on those video games. Yeah. Uh, also, there's uh, there's another exclusive podcast on there that isn't currently running, but it's there for you to peruse where Sean and I play a bunch of weird versus multiplayer games yeah. in preparation for a tournament that got canceled due to COVID. Yep. Uh, the sad reality of 2020. Yeah. Uh, we also have a Discord access where you can like chat with us and sometimes play games with us. Mm-hmm. Uh, bonus content like deleted scenes from uh, various pods and also just stuff we record specifically as bonus content that we think will be fun. Yes. A lot of mic tests. A lot of mic tests. Uh, although actually a lot of the mic tests haven't been put on there yet. Oh, okay. Yeah. Saving um, those for a rainy day. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, or, you know, I listen to them and I'm like, hmm, is this worth bonus content? I don't know. <laughs> That's uh, fair. 
<laughs> but we did record some stuff recently that I really like. Yeah. Uh, and uh, and yeah, um, you know, benefits start at one dollar a month, and if you feel like supporting us, uh, give give consider checking us out there. Patreon.com/slash/beepboopgroup. Absolutely. Next time on a smashing theory. Evo online predictions. Oh shit. Yeah. Uh this could also include uh reactions to the arms reveal for Smash. Right. If that happens later this month. Um and you know, it very well might. Yeah. But uh but at the very least we'll be predicting uh what announcements could happen over the five week span <laughs> of Evo Online. Right. So uh if you have any predictions on your own regarding that, or uh, or just want to ask us stuff or react to, to stuff that happens throughout June, mm-hmm. you can tweet us at a smashing theory. Follow us while you're at it, and you can email a smashing theory at gmail dot com. Yes, we'll look over all of our favorites and and read them on the pod and that's, answer them and stuff. That's what we do. The interesting stuff is is on the horizon. Yes, and uh, and of course. Uh, Next episode, we might also be reacting to New Games Plus Expo. Right. So plenty of fun stuff will be packed in there. I hope to see you soon so we can unpack all that together. Yeah. Unpack what's packed. Yeah. That's what we do on Packing Theory. Where is the Smashing Theory man? Uh, He is on vacation, so sorry. I hope that you all have a smashing time. (laughs) Just wow. kidding, I was back here! Oh, oh, thank God! I hope that you all have a smashing time! Okay. Alright. Special thanks! Special thanks! Special thanks to Lonald! Oh, Lonald, we recently did a little Zoom call with you and a couple of other friends of the pod where we played some games and caught up, and it was so nice in the middle of this quarantine thing to have the opportunity to do that. So was, thank you for that. It was incredibly nice to see you again. I, yeah. hope, I hope we get to do that again in the near future. Me too. Do you have Clubhouse games, Lonald? Oh, good hit, question. Hit us up if you have Clubhouse games. We both have it and we both like it a lot. Yeah. Uh, special thanks to Nymph. Yeah, thank you, Nymph. Yeah, hope you're doing well. It'd be nice to catch up with you. Yeah, maybe we'll do a Zoom chat. Do I can finally see your Animal Crossing. Yeah, page. yeah, Nymph, do you have Clubhouse games? Yeah, we both have it. We like it a lot. Yeah, you just, you get, it. <laughs> special, get it. A special thanks to my fiance, Amy Lee. Thank you, Amy Lee. Yeah. Thanks. Do you have Clubhouse games? <laughs> Amy does not have Clubhouse games. She doesn't need it. You've got it. Yeah, we're, we're going to play uh, Mancala. Mancala? Whatever it is. Gee, I mispronounce it every time. It's and a Amy really gets, cool game. And Amy gets so mad <laughs> that I mispronounce it every time. So thanks for always letting me know how to pronounce Mancala. I don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Uh, so I don't. I'm not going to thank you for that. But thanks for you know the other cool stuff you do. You do so much cool stuff. Yes. Thanks, baby. Special thanks to Mr. Cool Red Luigi. Woohoo! Thanks, Royce. Yeah. Thanks. Yeah. 
Uh, thanks for continuing to be active in the Discord. Thanks for being a cool friend on Facebook. Just thanks for existing. Yeah. Yeah, thanks for everything. Special thanks to Cool Gabe. Cool Gabe, he's oh, here, God. he's cool. Cool Gabe, Daniel's a fool because he <laughs> doesn't like the Cool Gabe song. Yeah. <laughs> thanks, Cool Gabe. Thanks. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. And for the first time, a special thanks to Vinny G. All right, Vinny G. Yeah, been contributing hilarious mail to us for years. Yes. Uh, giving us support on the Patreon. Thank you so much, man. Yeah. Uh, here's a weird fact about Vinny G. Uh, we met him in person before he became a fan of our podcast. Yeah. Because we were all going to the same, we were doing like a, a writing group. I always really appreciated the writing that he did because it was always hysterical. Yeah. And now we just get to continue enjoying his his kind of wit in, in the form of questions that he asks and his participation in our Discord. And it's been really great to kind of reconnect. Yeah, it really has. And uh, yeah, thanks thanks for extending that support yes. uh, to this, Vinny. It's super appreciated. Absolutely. And awesome. Um, yeah. Special yeah. thanks to all of our special thanks patrons. If you want a special, 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 yeah. you can get some thanks, 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 thanks. <laughs> but also, you can do that by uh, going to our <laughs> patreon.com slash beep boop group, yeah. giving us $20 or more. This is the tier. We'll do this <laughs> yeah. at the end of all of our podcast stuff. Yeah. Go, go do it. It's great. <laughs> it's awesome. It's so good. Yeah. Special thanks you, to everybody who like did Vinny this. G. Yeah, thanks, Vinny G. Yeah. Well, thanks, everybody. Thanks, everybody. Bye. See you next time. Bye.